Hello and welcome to Geeky Remy here on Brum Radio. As always, Saturdays, 12 noon o'clock. And I'm joined by the wonderful Keith Bloomfield. Hello. Good afternoon. The wonderful George Ellsmere. Hello. The wonderful Guy Hanford. Am I wonderful? Maybe. Sometimes. Sometimes. You have your moments. <laughs> the wonderful award winning <laughs> Bramara, Mr. David Massey. Good afternoon. He's just a blagger. <laughs> Aww. Of the year. And we have super special guest. Hello, Mr. Ollie McNamee. Good, good afternoon, to, Ryan. Good to have you back again. Thank you very much for inviting me back. Yes. Thank you very much for coming. Right, so we're going to go a bit Star Wars this day on the release of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Great film. Have you heard about this at all, Keith? Start a new Star Wars. There's a new Star <laughs> what, Wars film. This, this week. For Christmas, this year? yeah. That's pretty good. I'll just nip and go and see it right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, Back it's, in a sec. It's supposed to be quite good. <laughs> so we'll be talking about Rogue One. Uh, we have some special Star Wars Top Trumps quiz cards rather than the usual normal <laughs> Top Trumps. Uh, we'll be having a chat with Ollie later on. George is playing with a bauble. Sorry. Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's the same thing twice. <laughs> I'm getting it now. <laughs> right. It is time to talk films. George, stick your fingers in your ears. Yep. Dave, stick your fingers in your ears because we're trying to be as spoiler, <laughs> spoiler-free as possible. I've read it all online. You've read it all online. I've just yeah, gone. I've read not the, yet po- seen the film. Wikipedia. At home. Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you do that to yourself? So I can discuss it with you guys. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stop taking pictures of your bauble. <laughs> Only one bauble. Just the one. Anyway, Star Wars. Ollie, thoughts? Really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was like something straight out of the seventies, as we said just before coming on air. There was some fantastic facial hair in there, I must say. They really <laughs> got the vibe of it. It felt dirty. It felt gritty. It felt Star Wars to me. There's and some I, fantastic facial hair in this room, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I actually think it felt more Star Wars than The Force Awakens. No doubt about it. No doubt. I think The Force Awakens was very. I could see beat for beat why it had to be narratively like the original Star Wars. Yes. But this one was a sort of monster of its own making, but yes. still was a Star Wars film. And I think they kept the plot simple rather than messing around with it too much. Yeah, it's a very straightforward yeah. plot, isn't it? <laughs> it is a very straightforward <laughs> plot. Keith, your thoughts? I really enjoyed it. It was, it was good that it, we knew that backstory from the opening crawl to yes. kind of like the first Star Wars film. So we kind of knew where it was going to go, but it was interesting to see how they got there. Yeah. And it was all those callbacks to the original trilogy, the look, the feel, characters that um, come back and, and yeah. do interesting stuff. So it was re- I thought it was really good. Good cast of actors. I like the kind of ethnically diverse range mm. of actors mm-hmm. they had in this one. Yeah. And again, having a female lead is brilliant. It's yes. like, you know, it's, most definitely. It opens that up to a whole new kind of audience of um, young people out there so I thought it was really good Guy your thoughts? That was rubbish no (laughs) it was fantastic it was uh, fully entertaining two hours in the cinema Mm -hmm. I mean as we said it is dark I mean it is definitely not for little children at all I'd say what what age range would you go for for your kids Keith? I kind of see you probably be wanting to go Eight at the very yeah. minimum, really, I think. If they're versed in the world of Star Wars already, yes. I think you'd be okay. If this is your kid's first experience of Star Wars... Go and watch mm, New Hope. I think you're probably going <laughs> to yeah. need to be a little bit older to kind of um, yeah. get the sense of what it's what it's all about. But, yeah, I think I think it's a 12A in the UK. It is, moment, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I think that's kind of quite yeah. quite warranted. There is a kind of, you know, quite... Yes. A, 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 I think um, it's probably one of the most violent Star Wars. I think it is 
the most violent Star Wars film by no shape of the imagination. But I suppose it has to be with where it fits in in the storyline. If they'd made it all fluffy and happy, it wouldn't really make sense with what else is going on in the world at the time that we already know about. Yeah, well, the stakes stakes are high at this point. It does kind of lead that whole movie that this is a desperate time. Yeah, and people mm-hmm. are taking desperate measures. Measures. I mean, some of the you know the first few things you see for some of the characters is them doing stuff that you just think this isn't you know kind yes. of black hats and white hats. These are people who have got quite conflicted. Yes. Um, and I think it morals. shows the dark side of the alliance. It's it's war quite it's, a lot. It's 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 conflict. The, these yeah. these people here are doing the things that they think they need to do in order to kind of you know get out under the thumb of oppression. Yes, putting the walls back into Star Wars. Yes, mm, yeah. most definitely that was definite theme of that one. Um, any standout characters for you, gentlemen? Uh, Bay's Malpass for me. Yes, who was just awesome. I just want to play his character in Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> it's like he, he's the tank character. He's yes. the one who's kind of like dependable, yep. lumbering, you know, kind of physically imposing, but also doesn't mm-hmm. have a lot to say. But is is there for everybody when they need him? So I, he was kind of my, yeah. you know, and, and with the, he's the stoic member of the group. Yeah, and the, like the, the, the two the two of those characters together. And um, oh yes, Donny, Donny, yeah, yeah. so amazing that film. But they, they were characters that I kind of wanted to know more about their story. You know, th- there wasn't a lot of time for us to, to, to find out about yeah. these characters they kind of emerged fully formed and it is I do want to see their story before they kind of tease us with this kind of like you know the so do you mean you, think you want a prequel to the sequel of the original <laughs> prequels which were the sequels yeah, well, to the original trilogy I don't think trilogy. we'll end up getting it I do think Marvel if they're clever enough will do a kind of prequel comic book yes telling their stories which i'm quite happy yeah. to, to see because you know but I'd, I'd watch those two characters in another story and it was really nice to see some other parts of the universe not just tatooine and coruscant and like the flip back back and forth all the time there it was loaded with planets i always see star wars as a planet you know yeah. each film has three distinct environments this had loads and loads yeah. of environments and you know i was really impressed by all of them and so especially jed at the planet yeah. that's got such a lot of meaning to a lot of star wars fans yeah and the way they dealt with that bit. Again, trying to be spoiler-free for George here. The way they dealt with that bit, it was shocking, I thought. And that was showing the true tyranny of the Empire. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's not just the tyranny of the Empire. For me, Orson Krennic was a standout character. Because here's a guy who, for me, fundamentally represents where the Empire is. It's cocky, it's arrogant but it's still fraying at the sides. And this guy seems to be very strong at the beginning and seems to spend the whole of the film covering his backside. I I think it's more his trying grasp for power and you see the factions inside the Empire themselves and how everybody's game-playing to become as high up in the Emperor's mind as possible. Guy, what did you think? Of what? Just in general, the characters, any particular standout? (laughs) Oh, Guy... Um, Guy's going to go for that little guy that was in the uh, U-wing at you the end. You mean Warwick Davis? That is Warwick Davis. Of course yes. it is. I like the guy with the balls on his face. Of course you do. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just uh, that the Johnny Yen's character was was good. It, it just people were likable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does have a very dirty dozen feel. It's kind of they're all thrown <coughs> together. They don't really gel as a team. I think for the entirety of the film, but they're just there through circumstance and getting the job done. Is the way I think it feels to me. There's that whole kind of point at the halfway through where there's the, the pivotal moment where it's like, do we um, does does the rebellion advocate this mission? Yeah. And they kind of go, well, we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. And then it's this, sm- this small group, and then they realise the importance of what these guys are up to, and yeah. then they get backed up. But I mean, if effects-wise, for me, uh, yeah. you know, I'm I'm 
absolutely dying to sit to get the Blu-ray release later on where they can yeah. take us behind the scenes of this yeah. because a lot of the, the work on that the Star Destroyers particularly looked like models yes. they looked like they were built out of real things we, you know I'm sure they turn out to be CGI stuff but yeah. it, it was really nicely put together it had that definite feel of, of handmade and I think some people will be a bit more wary of some of the CGI which I think I CGI think was a necessary evil in this because at the time it's set it's set zero BBY so it's slap bang just before A New Hope where they pitched this film so you've got to have that in there there's no mm. choice I think it was uh, for me the CGI was quite in an, you know it, it was in the background it, yeah. it enhanced the environment I mean my big problem with the two characters was yes. CGI when everyone else around them seemed I just said even you know um, the robots seemed to be built out of something yes. and like I say it was a necessary evil I wasn't sad that those additions were made but equally CGI just doesn't come off as real when everything around it is yeah. real and there's some great nods back to the original trilogy with the characters that do pop up through yeah there's some kind of they, they, they rip, they rip some cameos, material from yeah. the original series so you, you you are placing it in a very real world but yeah. part of me kind of thinks when, and when you get to see it you'll see kind of which characters are there but I'm kind of thinking well if they'd have just recast that and referred to them by name and yeah. placed them in that or position and put the them in that costume, yeah. I'd have bought it. It was like, yeah. I don't need them to be... You don't need them to speak in Recreations. Like, yeah. It's like, you tell me that that's the character and I'll go with it. You know, We've gone with it in, in Star Trek yeah. where you just kind of recast people and they don't look whatever. But you go with those characters. They're characters. They're not the actors that yes. played them. So I think you could get away with it. They managed to do it with Mon Mothma bringing in the younger actress yes, to play Mon Mothma. So well they had another actor playing a particular part at yeah. the end of Revenge of the Sith. They could have brought that person in. Yes, more than easily. And uh, how, talking about bringing back actors from Revenge of the Sith, how do we feel about Darth Vader being back on the screen? Stunning, absolutely stunning. I yes. think the sort of uh, his his palace homeworld, if you like, is well, just. Well, I was really, trying to think: really is that amazing. the Marvel world? Mustafar. I believe yeah, it is well, I Mustafar. I think it is Mustafar. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't actually say that on the screen at any point. But, but it was no, it was funny that it was the one time um, where they didn't put up a title card to say which planet we were on. Yes. So it was a bit interesting. That and seeing him in the back to tank at the start, a completely... It completely open, really. That's taken up another level, isn't it? Because yeah. we saw the helmet piece in Empire, which is a standout piece that every kid remembers yes. when they first seen that. And to see something even more in that vein yes. again, just show... You know, Again, there's that little bit of tragedy in Darth Vader that they're all aware of from yes. having seen the last six films. Um, but for me, his uh, presence loomed over the film greatly. The one thing that grated me with his first bit where he was on screen was the dad joke that he made with Krennic. <laughs> it was kind of like, you're Darth Vader, you don't make stupid jokes like this. It felt like they were trying yeah, to squeeze Yeah, but now he's Spencer Wilding, so he probably does. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's probably like ruminating and making up jokes in his head whilst he's sat around waiting to get rebuilt at some points. But the second bit where Darth Vader comes in at the end of the film, that's what I wanted to see for the entirety of the prequels. I want to see Darth Vader being a badass. I want him to go and be an unstoppable force, and this is what you expect from him. This is where Kieran Gillen did it so well in yes. the 25-issue run of Darth Vader, especially Darth Vader Down, where he, you know, Vader Down, where he basically takes on a whole armada on his own, just using the dark side of the force. I agree yeah. with you. It was, you know, whilst well, it is a tragic film, yes. you know, there's this theme of hope that runs all the way through yeah. it, and we, as you say, we have to remember where it comes. We have to remember that sort of, you know. 
So uh, it's, it's the darkest. It's supposed to be the darkest night before the dawn of New Agreed. Hope. And that's the way it feels very much is it, it, they've set the stage perfectly for the prequels to start. And I think it's definitely going to go into rotation when I'm watching the films. It, it feel, even though they've pitched it as a Star Wars story rather than actually being part of the tr part of the full thing, it needs to sit in there. And I think it actually gives you so much depth around the first film now, which is probably lacking in the first film. It was a very simple script. It was the Hidden Fortress pretty much with special effects. <laughs> that's the only way I can yeah, I mean, it's Star quite good film. that parallel because this one is more like Seven Samurai in <clears> terms <throat> of the story that's going on but it, it did, I did come out of it thinking okay I'm going to go and watch Star Wars now Yeah, and, and it, it felt like you, you, you were at that jumping in point wasn't it yeah. the way they pitched it but I, I can see how some people will have issues yeah. with it in terms of it, the content and the, kind the, of darkness, the, the feel yeah. of it but I think it was it was Star Wars and all the stuff they left out that people are going oh and it's not got the opening crawl and it's not got this and it's not got didn't that need so it. Well, yeah, did well, not need it I didn't miss the opening crawl at all it didn't need it no and I think having that cold open with the scene with Mads Mikkelsen was the opening crawl it was just a visual opening crawl yeah but I've got so, I've got so used is. to that kind of other structure from yeah. the Clone Wars cartoons and Rebels yeah. and the comics and stuff. It, it does. It's not, it sits alongside the rest of the Star Wars history, and but I, I like the fact that it is different. It's removing itself, yeah. and it's going. We are doing something different. And talking about Clone Wars, it was nice to see a character move from Clone Wars into the actual films with Saul Guerrero, played yeah. by Forrest Whitaker. Um, I think he was underutilized during the movie, especially. Yeah. It, I think it, they could I think have done a lot more with him, considering how much he was in the trailer. If you yeah, look, yeah. At, if you look back at the trailers and what's in the film itself, there is there are very distinctly. Elements and beats that aren't in the main in the, the this version of the film that we've got, and I'd be quite curious to see the story behind that. I don't think we'll ever get it no. because it, it's kind of almost admitting that they had to rework the story at the end. But I think the ending and Saw's part has had a lot of reworking yeah. in terms of, of bringing it up because there's you know there's definitely stuff going on running with the plans in our hands. So some somewhere along the line. Jin's ending has changed yes. differently and I wonder yeah. whether it's because they didn't go bleak at the end there was a kind of like you know did didn't some characters notice. survive but <laughs> in the original version yes. I think it might be they go actually no we deserve to give people this story that and it's you know, nice. only one ship gets away or a couple of ships gets away and, yeah. and it, I think it's, it's nice for Disney end. not to do the traditional Disney ending of everything's fluffy bunnies and well, happy Disney clouds. usually start their films with people yes. dying nowadays don't they yeah. and my God, it was a brilliant film, and I urge you to go and see it if you've liked anything at all in the Star Wars universe at any point. This is a brilliant, brilliant piece of cinematography, and I applaud them for it. Hello, I'm Max Grudenchik, Rom from Deep Space Nine, and you are listening to Brum Radio. As we have Mr. Ollie in here, and it's coming towards the start, end of the year, we're just going to ask you a few quick questions about how your 2016's been, if that's okay. No problem at all. So, 2016, been a bit of a interesting year for you? It's been an amazing year, really. I've really enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. Went to my first Thought Bubble Festival in Leeds, yes. and I've heard so many people bang on about it, and all for, all for the right reasons. Absolutely amazing. Um, I'm still amazed every con I go to how how amenable the creators are, how down to earth they are, you know how they're willing to spend a bit of time with each and every person who's in front of them. So, you know, mm -hmm. from a comic book world point of view, I couldn't be more happier. Yeah, I and mean, comic cons is something that we all love on the team, George especially. Mm -hmm. 
Thought Bubble's always an amazing one. I think that and Ice that we have here are the best ones if you do want to go speak to creators rather than yes. it being more about the TV or the movie side of things. They are rather incredible. Rather than being the guy who's in the back of the scenery Absolutely. and like, legend yeah. at some point. They yeah. are amazing. We forget what, what <laughs> incredible talent we have Yeah, in, yeah. in the UK. Is, 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 yeah, Contact mm-hmm. that are incredible. It's certainly something we want to do with the comics uh, festival next June, and I think yeah. for me going up to going up to Thought Bubble was just to get some more ideas and see how we can spread it across the city and get as many different diverse groups as possible. We've got Dead Pixels on board. We've got the guys awesome. behind Canvas on board. Wow. Uh, you know, it's just. Just getting these different. When I go to a graffiti event, it's just all the graffiti artists there. When I go to a comic event, it's just all the comic artists there. And although they're successful, there's nothing wrong with being more successful and bringing people together. Yes. And that's the thing we're all about on this show is collaboration mm-hmm. and enjoying fun with other people. It's nice as well to have it locally as well. Mm-hmm. Thought Bubble's one of those ones that I've kind of always wanted to go to, but it's 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 going, and I kind of like having the comics festival and Bix. And yes. Yeah. Um, Ice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bix because I, I yes. can't remember it from back in the day when Shane first got it going but yeah it's good to have it locally and we've got such a wealth of local talent as well you yes. know there's people from from just around the corner that are doing such amazing work you know we don't think of them as being these kind of like amazing artists and, and yeah. writers and whatever that are just on our doorstep and it's, and it's kind of like pretty amazing yeah. really it's really nice to see Birmingham becoming a bit of a geek hub so we've got Transformers Nation that we went to earlier mm-hmm. in the year they're back at Birmingham Health Metropole Geek Retreats just opened around the corner. We had those in a couple of weeks ago. We've got the stalwart, which is now Nostalgia and Comics. There's always stuff going on in Birmingham in the local area, and it's great fun. What was your highlight for the year, Mr. McNamara? Highlight for the year? Goodness me. <laughs> yes. I know it sounds sad, but it's got to be Star Wars, because last year I went That's to Midnight sad. Showing, and, um, and I promised my daughter that she'd go to the Midnight Showing this year. And um, I was a man of my word. She didn't make me forget. And it's something I have been looking forward to all year. Um, mm-hmm. Having said that, getting out of a non-geek, uh, Stranger Things has to be yes. sort of the, you know the sleeper hit of the summer. I don't know. Stranger Things counts as geek, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah but no, I think for me though, it overshadowed the Get Down, which was the yes. Baz Luhrmann hip hop thing. Yeah. absolutely stunning. But it'd have to be at ten million an episode. Yeah, I think <laughs> they they nailed that. The Duffer Brothers, and I'm so looking forward to season two. And it's nice that they're actually continuing it because it was going to be originally like an American horror story, I think, where they do one season about one thing and then move on, but they've decided to return to the characters. So I'm really looking forward to that one. It was one of your favourite shows, wasn't it, Guy? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I think having Star Wars as a highlight is definitely not a sad thing. No. Like Star Wars was always something that I did with my dad, and I remember that from being a kid. And yes. it's, re- it's a big thing in us, and it is yeah, a great thing the for that friendship thing. that we have. I think it's really important. Well, my daughter's already promised yeah. me that she's going to keep watching Star Wars with me until I'm old and decrepit and die. Exactly. And hopefully I'll die for the Star Wars film if we time it well enough. I was quite small when I was first taken to see it. I'm 26 now and I will still probably go see this song with my dad. Yes. Yeah, so I think it's, that's, uh, it's that's one of the joys of, of Star Wars. <laughs> is introducing for, for people some of, to Some it, of yeah. us who are old enough and we've got our own kids, that idea of like yeah. going and seeing them and stuff. And for me, one of the great pleasures is taking my kids to go and see in the cinema that I saw yeah. Star Wars in when, when it was first out. So the fact that I can go back to the cinema that I saw Return of the Jedi in 83 <laughs> and like last year it was seeing Force Awakens and now we've seen yeah. kind of like Rogue One it's like we're living in a glorious time that yes. you know it's like again, it is, it as, is as the every Empire year gets older people. I keep getting more and more jaded at the fact that like stop stop doing them all because at some point I'm not going to be able I'm not going to be here to watch all this <laughs> so like you know stop it, going, oh god that's another year ahead I must make sure I make it to that yeah. next movie it's like 
And what was your most disappointing thing for 2016? Well, I know there was a lot of deaths. There was a lot of deaths. Bowie never yes. meant anything to me, I'm afraid. But Steve Dillon oh. meant a lot to me growing yes. up. But I know not many people will have known as Steve Dillon. You know, one of the co-creators of Preacher. I grew up yeah. with him, reading him through 2000 AD. Road Trooper. Never got to meet him. And I know it's hit a lot of creators hard locally as well. And so for me, that was more poignant than yeah. any of the other other deaths. And of course, yes. you know, no, Donald Trump sorry, as well. And it was just a shock, I think. A massive Steve shock, go, yeah. Because nobody was expecting it at all. And it was just... Yeah, it was when the New York at the time. Mm, yeah, but his favourite city. So, I mean, you know, it's hard to see yeah. anything other than a tragedy. Um, but certainly, you know, if you're going to go, you'd want to go yeah. around your family yeah. as well. And I think that's the most important thing. I did notice, and it was quite nice, the tribute they did in the DC Comics yeah. the following month where they did that two-page spread with... Um, yeah, yeah, DC, Marvel, like, yeah. To, you know, they've mm -hmm. all done it. It's wonderful. Yeah. And the thing you're most looking forward to in 2017? Oh, I'm going to have to say Comics Festival just because I'm so involved <laughs> with it. <because laughs> yes. It is going to be bigger and better. And because, yes. you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Mm -hmm. And I'm really looking forward to that as well. I mean, we had Stephen a couple of weeks ago and he was brilliant. This is Greg Grunberg, and you have to trek before you war. You are listening to Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. It's time to play Top Trump's Quiz. So we haven't recorded that item yet, so that'll do. <laughs> right, so That's these, lovely. Yeah, these are Star Wars Top Trump's Quiz questions, which is pretty much just a pub quiz of Star Wars, which they've just called Top Trump. 500 questions as well. 500 wow. Star Wars questions? I mean, how can you get through that one? That's your Boxing Day sorted, isn't it? Yes. Right, so we were split into two teams for fun. So there was me, Guy, and Keith on one side of the desk. We're the bearded Jedi contingent. And Rebels. we're facing off against the evil empire of George, <laughs> Dave, Ollie, and you roped in an extra special I first. brought my daughter Neve. Neve, yeah, come in. to make up for the fact we've got Dave. <laughs> <laughs> the man who owns a Star Wars t-shirt but knows nothing about Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's, got, Dave's quite cool with this. He's like, yeah, He's like, yeah that's I'm true. Totally yeah. down with that. <laughs> I must say, we've got some very natty t-shirts going yes. on in this room, all Star Wars related on the whole. Yes, I have my Samurai Vader shirt on, Steve. Keith's got the original Star Wars logo. George is going for a bit of a serenity I'm feel. Today, so is yeah, that yeah, the Alan Tudyk Katie? It is. It's, yeah, it's Alan Tudyk related. Therefore, it's totally relevant. Yes. George um, guy is dressed as Samuel L. Jackson's lightsaber, mm -hmm. and Ollie <laughs> has got every single Star Wars character of all time on his shirt. And I'm say, Neve's Chewbacca oh. backpack is being stolen is. before she leaves the studio. <laughs> it's, it's rather nice. <laughs> and Dave came dressed as Ricky Gervais. Who Steve. appears in the background of a Star Wars movie. Yes. Do you think it's time we should actually start playing quiz questions? Yes. Quiz right. quiz. Right, who's going to go first? Are we going to let the Empire make the first move, yeah, as always? Yeah, let the Empire make the first move. So how does this work? One we of have you to play the rules. I think, I think you'll, you'll, you'll choose question. one of the questions. All right. Uh, gonna, who says of Luke he's got too much of his father in him? Oh, that would be Uncle <laughs> Owen? <laughs> it's, gone. It it's gone. Oh... <laughs> Which one is it? You can only have one it's answer. It's Aunt Beru. Because Uncle okay. Owen says that's what I'm afraid of. Yes. Just thought, how am I supposed to look at the answers and not look at the rest of the rest on these questions? This is going to be quite useful. Yeah, the Empire, we can do whatever uh, we yeah, want. Yeah, it, it is Beru, Lars. Yes. I called Darth Vader. King. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's time for our question. Guy, you've got one queued up. This is just... Bring it on. How tall is Grand Moff Tarkin? Tarkin, whatever his name is. Oh my God. With or without your slippers on. <laughs> Do they give you choices of, this, of his just, height? Just or is it just, you've just got to guess it? It's just one point. It's oh in metres as well. In metres? It's in metres? <laughs> one and a half metres? 
Why not? Should we say 1.4 metres? Do you realise how high 1.4 metres is? That's not very, is it? Is that taller? That's got to be taller than... What, I'm I don't know. Metres. Oh, go for 1.8. 1.4. The same height as Jamie, Dave Massey. Jamie. Is it 1.8? Dave Massey, you can be Grand Moff Tarkin. It is 1.8 metres. Yes. Yeah? Thanks, Dave. Hang on, did he actually say that was his answer? Yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll let it go. All right, your turn for a question, Let's guys. go for it. My question? My question? My question for you is, how many Ewoks live in the Bright Tree Village? What? Where, where is this post um, <laughs> Battle of the Death Star or pre Battle of the Death Star? Well, the quote, the, is, the quote is from yeah. Return no, no, of the Jedi. Battle of the Battle Are we giving them clues? Do we want to win? Don't give them clues, Dave. We're the Empire. We're we're how many are we thinking? It would have said lived. <laughs> are we thinking more than a couple of dozen or less than a couple of dozen? It's not going to be many, is it? Mm. 25. I'd say more like 48. 40. 42. 40. Yeah, 40. 40. Let's go for 42. Let's go for the answer for life, the universe, and everything. Yeah, 42. 42 is incorrect. Oh, <laughs> the answer is... Wait, don't we, aren't we supposed to try and answer then ourselves? I already know the answer. I looked on the oh, panel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we get that point, then. <laughs> do you want to do you wanna, do you have a guess? Just, just No, no, if we know the answer, we'll go with that. I That's do know fine. the answer. I, I had to look on the back. Ready? The answer is 200. 200? That's what it says. Unless it's a round number. We might live in the teddy bear. Hang on, I, I watched Return of the Jedi and there's not 200 Ewoks in that movie. Not left at the end anyway. <laughs> sure. Watch it again today. <laughs> so I'm going to count them. One <laughs> and two. <laughs> Next question. Right, I'll go with one of these. My, my card has a lovely picture of the Emperor himself on it and there's a really interesting quote, which is, by now you must know that your father can never be turned from the dark side. <gasps> which is a lie. <laughs> right, so oh, what are we going to go with? Hmm. Dum, 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 dum. Well thought out there, Ryan. I was, yeah. it was great. No <laughs> pressure, Ryan. What does the Emperor say is the only way that Luke can be turned to the dark side of the Force? Oh. Brain freeze. Oh, I you not have another lucky guess like with the 1.8 no, meters? I'm trying to meters. think if it was in one of the films that I was awake all the way it's through. It's going to be in Jedi. Yeah, it's got to be Jedi. The only thing. Watch a bag of kittens drown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would probably do. That, that, <laughs> is, that <laughs> is pretty evil that though. That's, that's pretty evil. evil. Thing. Is that what we're going to go with the answer? No. I can't think. I don't know. What's the answer? By the Emperor and Darth Vader working together. I think yes. we were all right. The stormtroopers missed us. They're like, terrible shots. Yes. Is anyone keeping score? Yeah, I think it's one. We got one off currently. Yeah. So, so far. Need to pick another card each then. Right, are we so oh, Ollie's oh, got his card. Yeah. Right. Which one? No, well, that's too easy. That one. No, that's hard. When the Millennium Falcon escapes the Death Star and Leah suggests that they are being tracked, how does Han respond? Not this ship, maybe. Sarcastically. Sarcastically. Is that your final answer, Keith? Well, um, baby might not be quite right, but it was the 70s, so that's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Misogyny not was this right. It's, it's definitely not this ship and some kind of slightly sexist... You need the answer. Not this ship, sweetheart. Not this ship, sister. Oh, oh. oh come on, we've got to be close. Oh. Enough, it's quite oh. close. Do we get it? What do we reckon? Yeah, we're rebels. Yeah. We get I it. Think we, so. get it. Yeah. We, we need to take every bit of hope we can get. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay. Um, right, so we've got. Uh, You've got the. Uh, no, no, I'm just covering the answers up so I don't get it. Uh, so, the question is 
again, strangely enough, because he talks a lot, this geezer, uh, what does Han Solo say he's going to do after he enters the asteroid field Stop above Hoth? I think George missed the question, so he might have to Yeah, sorry, there. Guy is communicating through some mysterious <laughs> hand signals with me. I don't know what's going on at all. <laughs> hmm. I'm just trying to point out something to you. Just say it, Guy, just say oh, it. Someone's been chewing the top of a pen. So not the <laughs> bottom of a pen or the lid. Someone's been chewing. Why was that really essential to communicate <laughs> with that with me? I think Guy is cheating and trying to put us off. Can we have the question again? <laughs> the the Rebel Alliance is built on distraction. It <laughs> is. The whole, the whole Star Wars would have gone a completely different way. Pan Solo would have just got really distracted by the that's fact that somebody who's that's been chewing the top the of this lightsaber chewy, obviously. Right, the producer is looking <laughs> frantic and gesturing and I think oh no there's a problem he needs something what is it no it just yes. wants to tell me someone's chewing that pen well, they all have pens in the top oh, pockets I in the think. empire all the imperial officers always have a spare pen so that's where they must come from and that's that's how we're going to find out in yes. the, the, the standalone Han Solo movie that's yes. how Chewbacca ends up with the name Chewy because he goes around chewing, chewing the tops of all of Han Solo's pens he's a bit like the Brumidian puppy yeah, and that's he's going to be like Baby Groot <laughs> when you get him. He's going to be a three-foot Chewy, and he might maybe that might be quite. He cool. he feeds off <laughs> pen tops. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what that's what um, <laughs> Pen Solo and Chewy. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole range of stationery going on. <laughs> the pre- Disney, the pre-chewed Chewbacca pen tops. Yes. What are we doing? Oh, yeah, we're doing. What was the question? Somewhere along the line, Chewbacca's chewing pens. What does Han Solo say? As he enters the asteroid field above Hoth. I've got a bad feeling about this. Um, <laughs> Something sarcastic. George? George, yeah. Yeah, that's got to be something along those lines, isn't it? Yeah. Ah! What no are we going to go Who's been chewing my pen? <laughs> See, I'd like, I'd like the answer to be pen. read by Guy Halford because I think it would lend it a little bit more kind of um, bit of innuendo. Number four. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's gone already. <laughs> it. Are we going to have problems getting in here? I think so. Going, close, going closer to one of the big ones. Oh, there you go. See, in my mind, that's that the same it sounded much more. Oh. Right. I think it's so difficult. Did we win that one? Yeah. I, I don't know. Did we, we win that one? Did we not? Yes. I, I've lost track yeah. because someone has taken the pen yes. and chewed at the top. Oh, sorry. Right. Would you like Chewy, it back? So, like the rebellion, through adverse odds, we come through with a victory. Yay. Right. <laughs> Stop pointing the Who pen. Who cares, guy? <laughs> no, no, I've got to write, like, why has someone chewed and the, the ink comes out? <laughs> yes, that's weird. Could that not have waited till we were off air? No. No, because <laughs> I touched it. Is this the only pen? I'm Batman, and I listen to the Geeky Brummy Show every Saturday at noon on Brum Radio. Thanks very much for listening to our Star Wars special. Thank you very much to Ollie for coming in and joining us. Thanks to Keith, George, Dave, Guy, and me. Because I think I need to thank you for joining sure. us. And thanks to Neve for joining in. Yes, on and thank you for helping us in the Star Wars quiz. Yeah. Bringing that je- jealousy inducing backpack. Yes. Bye. 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 Hi, this is John Barrowman from Dick Whittington at the Birmingham Hippodrome, and I'm just wishing everybody on Brum Radio a very Merry Christmas. Good afternoon and welcome to the Geeky Brummy Christmas special here on Brum Radio. As always, broadcasting from slightly snowy Digbeth, possibly, or rainy, I think that's or sunny. Christmas. One of the ones outside we never get to see outside. That would be your Christmas miracle. Because we're in the broom cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> right, action-packed show today. We'll be talking about our best Christmas movies, playing some board games, playing with ultimate top trumps. Ooh. Ultimate top trumps. What more could you want from there? And we'll be joined by... 
Myself, producer Guy. Hello, Guy. How you doing? Keith and George, Mr. Philip Ellis, Stacey has retort, returned, and so is Steve Tanner. So it's going to be an action, action pack show. Is the award winning Dave Massey from Bromow going to be Award winning Dave award Massey from Bromow. Award winning man. Yes, so we have verified Philip Ellis and award winning David Massey from Bromow. This is Blake Woodham from Screen Brum on Brum Radio. So now, as it's a bit of a festive flavour, this special episode, we're going to pick out our favourite Christmas movies of all time. I'm going to start with this one. Just make sure that you guys don't get a chance to pick this one. Under. <laughs> it's It's a Wonderful Life. It's Aww. my all-time favourite Christmas movie. It's Jimmy Stewart's best work, in my opinion. Face is happening from yes. Phil. It it was Frank Hafner. It is schmaltz. It is complete in a 1950s schmaltz, but it's a brilliant story. And for a film that wasn't very popular when it first came out, I think it's become a fake Christmas classic. It's on the electric every year, and it's got a heartwarming ending. I think. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I agree with you um, it, in that it's got that lovely happy ending. But I think what, what a lot of people do forget is it takes you two incredibly heartbreaking yeah. hours to get there. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you do watch a man descend into madness and you do kind of forget this is about a man who wants to kill himself yeah. on Christmas mm. Eve. So it's not a feel good film no. until you get to the ending. Yeah. Um, but but what I what I really like about It's a Wonderful Life um, is the story of you know an entire man's night life and and the the effect that he has on other people and the effect that mm-hmm. other people have on him and how it kind of did originate that bizarro you know alternate timeline narrative which we see pop up in just about everything now where you know one person's absence can lead to the world becoming the, the a butterfly much effect place. yeah, yeah. And, and what's the catalyst for Georgie's descent into madness is there is there some rich guy who runs a bank Mr. Potter of, yeah um, yes. it's, and it, well, it's who never of gets one... his comeuppance as well that's the other yes. kind of bleak sort of part meant to film. really just be happy that the, you know the good guy um, you know didn't end up dying and, and leaving his wife and child mm. you know it, do, it does end with massive theft on the half of Mr. Potter considering yeah. that everybody in the town comes and helps George to recover from well, the, the whole, loss the whole of the money thing, you know, you've got that whole philanthropy thing that, that George is part of the, yeah. the savings and loan thing where people come together and they invest their money in able to help other people it's a very altruistic thing mm-hmm. and then you do have like the corporation of the time yes basically railroading everybody and making and, it and terrible. isn't that the whole thing when he goes back in time it's now called Pottersville I mean I think we're all living in Pottersville at the moment (laughs) it is still amazingly relevant to this time Mm. day and time yeah no so I I agree it's it's a it's a it's a really good film I just I wouldn't call it heartwarming but (laughs) it is heartwarming to finish for me so so for me it's um i'm just really happy with myself if i make it through to the end because that in itself is an achievement and Mm -hmm. it makes you feel so much more grateful about your own life and your own problems it's it's a film that makes you appreciate the value of family and friends and those around you and how much they can support you throughout life and angels yes Every clowns. time a bell rings, oh, an angel yeah. gets his wings. Exactly. Guy, that was uncanny. Never seen it. Don't want to see it. Can't be bothered with it. Oh, yeah, it's because oh, you're too busy well, dwelling in the nihilistic Westworld all, all stuff. Of, all I can say is watch the black and white version. Don't watch the coloured ver- the colorized version. It's terrible. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Keith, your favourite Christmas film? I only, can I only pick one? One. This, what, <laughs> this not, not... Okay. If I've got to pick a film that... Christmas, Christmas Eve, got to be watched every time. Sing along, Muppets Christmas Carol oh, with yes. Michael Caine's greatest yes. ever performance. Mm-hmm. Up until this point, he was an okay actor, but his version Not of George is the greatest. No, he, <laughs> then it was George Four. George Jaws Four. 
But yeah, it's, it's Muppets. It's <laughs> singing. It's life. the most. This is this is a heartwarming story. Yes. It's you know it's Gonzo. Again, it takes you into the depths of. It's incredibly yeah. dark. There's it's some a, yeah. sad things yeah. that happen to mice. It's like you know, it's and not it's, good. And it's actually the it's one of the best Christmas, the, the best Christmas story ever written. It, it's well, a, and it's a brilliant well, adaptation of it. It's a Christmas Carol pretty much the reverse of It's a Wonderful Life, whereas when Mr. Scrooge is removed from reality, everybody has a better life because he's that yeah, nasty. technically. No, yeah, I mean, I have a confession to make, which is um, I didn't. I, I I originally thought that Charles Dickens stole the idea of a Christmas Carol from the Muppets. Because <laughs> I, I was in primary school at the time, but the Muppet Christmas Carol was the first iteration of that story I ever saw. Yeah. And to be honest, the definitive version, let's all be yes. 100% Absolutely. real. Right. The Alistair Sim one is pretty damn good as well. But. It's okay. It's not the Muppets. And I do, have, I do have a dream of when I grow up, I want to look like the ghost of Christmas present as well. Oh. So That's what he, I look like every day. He's, <laughs> oh my God, you are! You are! And it's it's Jim it's well Brian Henson at this point because his dad yeah. sadly passed on but it's it's the ultimate Christmas film if you're gonna if you're gonna do Christmas Christmas Eve one more to sleep till Christmas go and buy the soundtracks learn all the words sing along it's it's the ultimate Christmas movie Phil you're up. so my choice is literally anything created with the t- t- the word Christmas in the title by the Lifetime or Hallmark channels. So a couple of <laughs> you, you're a Christmas twenty four fan. Couple of Viv is a Christmas twenty four fan. So so I hate this I'm uh, I'm I'm doing this for my career at the moment. I'm watching the ten best worst Christmas films of all time for a feature. And just a couple nice. of titles for you: A Boyfriend for Christmas, Married by Christmas, The Road to Christmas, in which Jennifer Grey from Dirty Dancing falls in love with Clark Gregg from Agents of Shield. <laughs> I had to watch that wow. one a few weeks ago. I've watched it twice, and it's better the second time around. <laughs> are they actually a couple in real life? I think they yes, are. They, they, are. they, they actually are. are married. Well, that would they? explain yeah. why she convinced him to do it, because, I mean, that's where her career's at, but he's doing well for himself. It is like you get people like Shannon Doherty turn off. It's people whose career. Oh, my God, there was gone. an incredible yeah. one with Anne Heche in it a few weeks ago. Yes. Um, oh, my and, God. Uh, oh, and, oh, uh, um, what was the other one? What was the other one? Um, Have you seen Holiday in Handcuffs? Is that, like, is that like Fifty Shades of Christmas? That's, uh, that's Clarissa Explains It All, sort of kidnapping a boyfriend for the holidays. That's going on my of list, course. thank you. Yeah. Of course. Wow. There's also um, Naughty and Nice, which is uh, where Peyton from One Tree Hill gets hold of Santa's naughty list and uses it for her own personal ends. Ooh. So, I mean, Sounds basically, any, oh, oh, and Mrs. Miracle as well. So anything that's got sort of either a miraculous or supernatural twist where like yes. an elf comes to the world to help bring a family back together or a terrible rom-com where a woman is taught the true meaning of Christmas by a handsome man, that has got my vote. Uh, I've seen nice. some terrible Perfect. one with one of the Duff sisters. I think it's not the most famous one, it's the other one. There's more than one Duff? I, I, thought, was it a Hayley I thought that was Duff? just Hillary. I, I, I think I'm it's Hayley Duff. I'm not, I'm not sure you're well, not lying I didn't know that. No, there is <laughs> Have Duff. they been keeping Hayley Duff in a cupboard somewhere <laughs> to bring her out only for Christmas movies? Yeah, and it's basically her going back to her hometown where there is a winery in oh, South California. Oh, and she like, has a choice of men. Big city girl comes back home to her small kooky hometown for yes. Christmas yeah. meets her high school sweetheart and has to choose between him and his good values and his rugged charm and the city and boy the back city home. boy the fiance boyfriend. who actually almost always turns out to be gay and so she doesn't have to make the choice yeah. that ha- that's happened in uh, two that I watched in the same day that was the twist I think that Hayley Duff one is pretty much similar kind of script to that one wow. isn't it also as well it's regardless of where it is in America on Christmas Eve it snows yes this is yeah. like southern yeah. California in, in yeah. white yeah. country but it still snows. Oh, know. yeah. Yeah. 
Stacey, what was your um, Christmas movie pick? I am a massive child, and so my favourite Christmas movie is Elf, because I love watching anything where Will Ferrell acts like a massive man-baby. <laughs> um, he's just so, like, unbridledly joyful in it, and it's so sweet and innocent and cute and delightful. And Zoe Deschanel has an actually cracking voice. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is they use the song Baby It's Cold Outside, which is the sort of creepiest Christmas song If you check out the, uh, the She and Him Christmas album, which is Wonderful. in fact Zoe Deschanel, they, they flip it, it and so sing much. Baby It's Cold Outside the other way around. She sings the male part. It's a lot less creepy that way. It's still a bit creepy. still creepy. <coughs> I've got that on white vinyl. Of course oh. you have. Okay, so my problem with that film is. Of course. This is a film where um, an elf goes to work at a department store. And so this is yes. a world in which people buy presents for their children, and yet this is also a fictional world in which Santa Claus exists. So how can those two narratives exist side by side? It's because people have given up believing in Santa Claus, you see. The whole oh, yeah. premise is the engine to his sleigh won't go unless people believe. And when Walter, the father of the elf, realises that his corporate greed is bad for society and believes mm-hmm. in Father Christmas, everything's good again. Okay, I, yeah. think I, I must not have finished the film because I don't remember any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave up on it. Yeah. Oh, well, it's adorable. It is a classic. Give up all of your Hallmark films and watch truly good Christmas movies. They are truly good I'm Christmas actually, movies. I'm actually quite sad it moved to Sky because it was always an ITV staple. I think they showed it on ITV4, yeah. 3, yeah, 2, Yeah, but Sky one. ruined it by deciding to show it in October or something. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do Elf and we'll show it in October. <laughs> Sky Christmas Channel. Steve? Well, I was going to pick Elf and I was going to pick Muppet Christmas Carol, but they've oh. both gone. So what I'll pick is, because I'm a huge fan of um, The Christmas Carol, uh, the Robert Zemeckis animated version of A Christmas Carol, oh. which came out a few. Was that the Jim That's right. That's oh, right. God, but that was an uncanny nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you all your choices are wrong. Your choices are all wrong. Except he is. Yeah. But it's, 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 quite a, it's quite a dark kind of telling of the, of the story uh, for an animated movie. Yeah. I mean, the very first, um, the opening scene is, is a corpse uh, with, with, the, um, with, with two coins on the eyes. It, it, it's Marley in his coffin, um, stone cold and dead. Um, so it's, it's a very kind of dark take on the story. But I think, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for Christmas Carol. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful story. And it is one of the movies, including Muppet Christmas Carol and Elf, that every Christmas I make a point of watching. I mean, uh, The Christmas Carol is a great tale of redemption. I mean, I think probably one of my favourite versions is The Blackadder reversed version of that one <laughs> when he's so nice and friendly at the start of it and becomes a complete and utter ignoramus and many other words which I can't really say on radio <laughs> at the end of it to save his future self I don't know if I'm going to jump in I don't know if anybody else is going to pick this but if we're going to go with Christmas Carol remakes one of the one of the other ones that I do make a point of watching every year is Bill Murray Scrooge Scrooge, oh, Scrooge. Yeah. fantastic great film but the Robert Zemeckis one is great, and it's an amazing bit of CGI work. Polar <laughs> Express was probably his first trial at that. Yeah, the animation freaks me out. That a was bit. It's, it's all the glassy eyes. It's, it's so so yeah. bad. So I mean, even, if Tom Hanks value. can't save a film, you know it's you know it's a turkey. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great pick, and it is a great story. George. I was also going to pick Muppets Christmas Carol. I gutted I'm at the end of the line. Clearly that is the actual best Christmas film. If four of us were going to choose God, that. I can't go for it. 
Uh, instead, I'm going to go old school and I'm going to pick White Christmas from Ooh. 1954, I believe. It's Bing, uh, Bing Crosby, Bing Crosby and, uh, and Danny Kaye. Uh, essentially the story of two soldiers who have become successful Broadway producers, as you do, turn up at an inn that ends up being run by their old sergeant. And there's no snow and everybody's supposed to be there to ski. So they put on this variety show to save the hotel. And it's just brilliant. Beautiful songs, wonderful acting, and it's really feel-good, classic. Actually heartwarming, not like it's a wonderful life. Curveball, Tron Legacy. Why? Christmas what? movie. No, no, it's not a goddamn Christmas movie. But I watched it at Christmas, and I watch it every Christmas. <laughs> to me, it's a fantastic <laughs> film. I don't want your faffy, trees, snow, sentimental. I want goddamn action, and I get it from Tron Legacy, and it leaves me with a smile on my face. Couldn't you go with Die Hard then, at least? Yes, I've seen it. You've never seen Die Hard. No. What? <laughs> there, was, there was a whole host of other films that I didn't mention. I was hoping you were going to do so. Where's Gremlins? Gremlins. Where's yes. Gremlins, yeah. Tron Legacy. <laughs> but Die Hard is the ultimate non Christmas Christmas. Our movie. own Christmas Carol with Guy. Yeah, He's I think Guy needs to be woken up a few times think, during the night. Yeah. <laughs> we can take it in turns to go and be the ghosts. That's that the ghost great. of shows past. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, some great Christmas movie picks there. I'm sure everybody will probably at least watch one of them over the Christmas season. Oh, I've just got one more thing to plug. Um, mm-hmm. I have a really fun invention this year that I came up with. It's called the Love Actually Drinking Game. Oh, dear. So, so that's uh, going to get everybody completely... Oh, so yeah. if you just follow me on social media, I'll share it, and, uh, and you know, that'll help you get you through the festive season. Is that... Every time Hugh Grant goes, oh, oh, oh. oh there's, a, there's, a few, there's a few good things in it. Every time Laura Linney gets um, love-blocked, let's say, by yes. a phone call from her brother, every time that, you know... Uh, uh, every time somebody fat shames poor old Martine McCutcheon. That is actually on the list. It's on the yes. list. And every I know, time I read Ed- it. I oh, know. So oh, support you. your career greatly, you so don't worry. Yeah. Every time that Emma Thompson <laughs> outacts everybody because you know what? She knows that she's in a terrible film, but she is an artist and she's going to give it her all. You yeah. may as well just hook an IV line of booze to your veins. Enjoy responsibly. I've probably missed out Viz's favourite Christmas movie as well, which is The Holiday, which is Jack Black. Kate Winslet. It's, I mean. This sounds just, awesome. I'm sorry. Can I just say, as a as a as a as a journalist, um, I don't own a cottage in the Cotswolds, and so that film is unrealistic. <laughs> not not the penthouse apartment in New York. No, the cottage in the Cotswolds. The cottage. In, like, I, I just, Phil it's, does it's, own a penthouse apartment in New York, obviously. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. Um, it, it, I mean, it's just that their attempt to make Jack Black, Black a viable romantic lead. I I can't I, remember which, I, which one of them I he's supposed to be dating because the, the other romantic lead is Jude Law, isn't it? Yes. I kind of feel like I can't remember which to one ends fair, up with Jack Black. One is Kate Winslet's brother, so yes. she doesn't end up with him. Yeah, I, but yeah. I have seen it, but I forget. I remember so little about isn't it. Them. Kate Winslet and Jude Law. They're siblings. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's and yeah, then yeah, it's Cameron Cameron Diaz and Jack Black. Jack Black's Cameron Diaz's best friend on that one, or neighbor, or something. One of those, and then they switch lives and they all fall in love, and it's a typical movie. If somebody hands you a copy of that film and there's a copy of Nightmare Before Christmas behind it, put the holiday back into it. Just putting out names of films that you should be watching rather than. I will have to watch it at some point. There may be lots of glue wine involved to get me through that. Yeah. Surprised there was no mention of Jingle All the Way. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh yeah, I love that. Put film. the cookie oh, down. Put that cookie <laughs> down. Yeah. Arthur Christmas it. too. Yes. I watched Phil that for the Hartman's first time the, uh, the earlier in the week, movie. and I wasn't expecting it to be brilliant, and it is. It is Ardman, and it is amazing. Yeah. Charlie Brown Christmas as well. Oh yeah. Yes. yeah surprised you didn't mention that guy. We'll get to that later. <laughs> plenty, plenty of suggestions there for the Christmas period. All right, people. This is Dominic Casey here. I played Lieutenant Malcolm Reed on Enterprise. 
as a proper gentleman. And you're listening to Brum Radio. Right, it's time for our favourite game in the studio. It is Top Trumps. Push Ryan over. <laughs> That's your favourite game, anyway. <laughs> right, so it's time for Top Trumps. And this week we have a very special, very, very limited release of the ultimate pack of Top Trumps. So this is pretty much a meta version of Top Trumps. It's all their best packs. And it's we're going to face. Stars. Yeah, it's just it Top is. Trump's All Stars, and they're facing off against each other. You just say on the back of the card that it's 35 years of cult and cool. Ooh. Nice. Yes. Is this also like your shopping list for next year? Possibly. Of all the ones we haven't played yet. <laughs> it's it's like, like, I, I, it's I, like I, Pokemon cards. Got, got, got. Want. I got one. <laughs> I, well, I, in, in the cards that I've been handed, I can't see anything that we've actually played before. Ooh. I don't know Ooh. if that's the case with you guys. We've got one we no. have, and one that we haven't, but we definitely should. Yes. Right, so to kick us off, Guy. Uh, okay, I've got the pack that was Rangers, as in the football team. Oh, no. uh, on we don't the need ca- to buy that one. <laughs> on the card, I've got Raul Moat's best mate, Paul Gascoigne. Um, <sighs> lifespan, 21. Mm. Right. George? Uh, I'm going to go with Super Mini Top Trumps. Um, a smaller version of the main game. Uh, these decks that, covered a, a range of weird and wonderful subjects. The pack featured above is hot rods, including many zany, souped-up '70s weirdo mobiles. So there you go. That's a bit of a cheat, I think, to cram yeah. a whole genre of packs. Um, the lifespan of that was 22. Impressive, Steve. Well, yeah. I've got the amazing frogs and toads, which um, oh, can we buy that one? It's Guy's favourite sets. Oh, <laughs> we know about toads. Guy's hatred of toads. <laughs> <laughs> a whole pack Damn of frogs them. and toads. Which oh, just oh. don't stand on them. And uh, the lifespan um, oh, for this one, frogs and toads, is twenty nine. Wow, impressive. Is that the lifespan of the frog itself? Do you think? <laughs> Possibly longer. Stacey, uh, I'm going to go with world football stars with a picture of a footballer. I do not know on it. That would be Ronaldo. Is it? Yeah. The original Ronaldo. Yeah, because he's an ugly sod, to be honest. Yeah. With you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's, that's not Cristiano. He looks like a peanut. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking going to say something else. Then. It definitely looks like he could be related to Shrek. Um, <laughs> the lifespan on that one's a, a sad twenty-two. Sadly. Phil, so I've got the uh, gunmetal holder supercars, what? the coolest Ooh. Top Trumps extra available today. So few are made. Gunmetal holders are one of the rarest Top Trumps items in existence and are coveted. I say coveted by true enthusiasts, and that has a lifespan of twenty-nine. Wow, oh, impressive, mm-hmm. Keith. I've got uh, Top Trumps, Top Trumps, Juniors. I, that word I struggle to say now. Got. Uh, so this PTSD one features. Back, I'm, I'm not quite sure about this because I, I don't really see Top Trumps to be that overly complicated a game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of numbers. But this is a, to- a brand new range of Top Trumps for your younger <laughs> brothers and sisters. Guys, <laughs> um, so it's just some gentleman who walked past pointed at us. You look like Santa as well. And then is Santa the here? <laughs> Maybe he's delivering some presents. For us. Uh, but this is this is a pack designed for your younger brothers and sisters, where it allows you to train them up at, uh, so they can take you on at your own games. But it makes sure you can still beat them. Wow, oh, that is an incredibly long description for these cards. But it's like what? Yeah. Well, how can you have a juniors version? I mean, in the content you can have as juniors. Obviously, you might yeah. not have certain, you know, you know like adult, just not, adult uh, film stars uh, not or whatever. Just a random selection of children. <laughs> it's, in like, the top yeah. <laughs> it's a thing with a random category and a random number picked out of the air. Uh, but this has only got a lifespan of 27. I don't know what lifespan right. means. Is that how old you have to be? I'm assuming it's how many years the packs have been running in multiple versions, possibly. I think so. Yeah. Something like that. 27. Anyway. I'm going to win this. I'm beating you all oh. with. Top Trump Sharks. 
The, the greatest hunters of the sea. It, it, and according to the description, is the great white shark really the biggest and most dangerous of these ocean predators? Here's your chance to find out. I so it's just an advert for another deck. I suspect the answer is going to be yes, yes. to that. But Probably. the lifespan on these is a 30. But does that contain older dinosaurs? So that could cheat by having Megalodon in there. And then white sh- the white shark. The it great just white says sharks. We need to get uh, it and find out. Know. We'll have to find it at some point. Mm-hmm. Next category, I shall let Stacey pick this one. Oh, crap. I'm going to go for a super Top Trumps card. Um, it's got a picture of Radioactive Man on it, nice. uh, and it has a rarity of 29. Wow. Nice. Steve? Okay, well, I've got um, the spacecraft pack. Uh, this looks cool. This is the Enterprise versus the Millennium Falcon, which is good, or an X-Wing versus Apollo 16. I can't help feeling that would be a little bit one-sided, that yeah. one. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you can't do this in the movies, but you can do it in this pack of top trumps. Mm-hmm. So spacecraft has a rarity of 29. Wow. Oh, crumps. Mm-hmm. I know I'd be crap at least. George? I've got the first pack that we actually own. I've got the horror cards, which we actually have played on air. I'm sure we can find the episode to link back to. Go back Mm -hmm. and listen to it. I'm sure it was wonderful. Um, (laughs) The rarity of that that one is only 27, though. We don't own a rare pack. Sorry, guys. Guy, got some mother-fluffing dinosaurs here, (laughs) but the rarity is only 12. That's that's disappointing, there. You think dinosaurs dinosaurs would be a little bit more rare nowadays? Phil? Got some more racing cars here, because, like, obviously that's just so (laughs) fascinating. <laughs> uh, one of the one, took you for a, a fellow who liked his racing cars. Oh, yeah. One of the early packs about racing, motor racing cars. This uh, this pack features cars on Formula One, the now defunct Formula Two, sports cars, and touring cars. Like, oh, oh my god, amazing! Uh, rarity twenty six. Mm. Keith, I've been swindled by this card because it's not. It's it's a website. It's not even an actual card. It's just the website for top. Have you picked up the wrong card? No, you this, card no this is the right one. That's the one I just played. No, I'm just going to use this because I'm going to. I'm just keeping my best card in reserve. Uh, but this is for the website, which is not even called Top Trumps. It's called Player Day. This is like, the old what? website of winning moves before they renamed. Why name your branded website after something completely different? It's like having Cadbury named after Mondelez soap or something. <laughs> Right. Uh, but, uh, and as, as it's a website, it's really super rare. Yeah. It's really difficult to get this. Uh, five. <laughs> Obviously. Right. I'm confused now because I need to go with my full best Jeremy Clarkson impression for this one. Oh, God. They are ultimate military jets. <laughs> oh, Jeremy. Oh. <laughs> Guy wants you to take him for a grand tour. <laughs> These are the best jets in the world. I want to punch it right now. <laughs> yeah. Possibly the most spectacular set of photos ever collected for a set of top trumps. This pack is a must for kids and enthusiasts alike. It's only got a rarity of seven, so slightly less, slightly more rare than a website. <laughs> so that, that's a tie. Yep. For Stephen Stacey. Stephen Stacey. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Final category. I shall let. Who's got the hatred built up now? Philip Ellis. Yeah. Philip Ellis. You can pick the final no. category. Um. Okay. Uh, I oh racing trucks this time. <laughs> hey, <laughs> those are all the best ones. You feel like you've been typecast for these cards, <laughs> but like by whom? Because really, no. Okay, so uh, let's just get this over with. Uh, full of facts, fifteen. Nice. Well, I've lost spectacularly with uh, goblins and fairy folk with a full of facts of 12. See, that's the card I should have had. Wow. Yeah, but it's apparently so cool. <laughs> one of the rarest packs ever made. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, 
Yeah, but but crap at being full of facts apparently. Yeah. Is that because like they're not real? <laughs> Good point. Well made. <laughs> Steve. Well, I've got Marvel Comic Villains, Ooh, we need which this is one. another of the classic packs from the first age of Top Trumps. There's ages of Top Trumps? Apparently. apparently. Um, but unfortunately, there's not much in it, because it's full of facts. He's only 14. That's, uh, that's also, because it's about things that aren't real, I suppose. That yes. could be why. Keith's Keith. doing a lovely dance. Oh, Keith's ready. You're jigging well, around. I'm, I'm so pleased that I got this card. Uh, apparently it's from a pack of cards that aren't available are only available in the UK at the moment but you can for them here and bizarrely it's Star Wars what? Uh, what? why Star Wars aren't available I don't know the ultimate pack of nonsense this is actually. <laughs> um, but it's full of facts with a, a grandstanding score of 18 wow Ooh. I get the feeling I'm going to lose though even though yeah. Yeah. George I've got Western Gunfighters which I think ought to go on the shopping list uh, apparently all the villains of the Old West are in it uh, you can pit Jesse James against Billy the Kid which sounds very exciting um, considering it is about real things, it is actually less full of facts than both fairies and Marvel villains, and it's only full of facts 11. <laughs> well, this is genuine historical people. Yeah. <laughs> it's Dolores in it, and Teddy, and... Probably. <laughs> so don't, don't use Top Trumps as your guide to facts and statistics. No. <laughs> about Wild West heroes. Definitely not. Go on. Uh, I've got a pack which is based on a film which is about a love affair between two small people, uh, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Um, <laughs> full of facts, 39... Ooh. What? 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 <laughs> no. Look, don't don't hate me because I'm winning. <laughs> Can we have a look at this card, guys? <laughs> fact checking, Keith. What the hell? How uh, is that more full of facts than were they actual real gunfights? Three hours. I, I can just see you got a top trans fact check guy sat there for the entirety of the production of. We need to get uh, we need to get that pack of cards and very strictly go through it and check absolutely. every single fact. fact check. We do. Alright, I have a very disappointing card for my final card. It is Smash Hits Pop Stars with a picture of Blobby oh Williams God. on the front. Who? <laughs> oh. <laughs> a bit, a bit of a chubby face there going on. But gotta gotta say the description on this one is is genius. One for the girls. Yes. Use your knowledge of your favourite songs as number one hits or number of haircuts as you battle to win the pack oh from your opponent. Oh my god. Is it also assuming that boys, men don't listen to music at all? Yes. Any special like pop haircuts. stars apparently are just... Enjoying things is for girls. Yes. Yeah. Boys only like racing cars. That's <laughs> true, they do. Or racing trucks. But what we've learned from this yes. round here is that Top Trumps is full of facts about things that don't actually can, exist. Can I just yes. give my final full of facts score for this one? Oh, yes, score. Yes, which is less than Lord of the Rings. Shine. 15? These are actual genuine people. Possibly they made up the number of haircuts people yes. have had. Unless the Top Trumps persons must have all just gone and watched Lord of the Rings. Or is this because Lord of the Rings is nine hours long? Is just mm-hmm. like, there's so much information in there. Yes. No, none of it's real, but there's a lot of you know, made-up facts. Let's, yes. let's examine a pack of, of, of Top Trumps. There's a, there's a name at the top. There's a brief description of some random stuff that some copywriters had to write at 12 o'clock at night after a 14-hour shift, and they're going to have to work again at 6 in the morning. And four random numbers. It's like, yes. how does that equate to 39 facts over gunfighters who have only got, like, a few? Right. Surely, surely yeah. gunfighters' facts should be they're when they were born. That's a yes. fact. When What time they got killed. That's a fact. Gun- yes. what time yeah, I'm, got killed. I'm writing a very stern email to Top right. Trumps. Who, who, won, who won the game, by the way? No. I think we all lost. Yes. Top, top Trump's won by making yeah. us buy these things. Right, we're going to flick through the last sets of these cards and see if they're worth as purchasing. Marvel Comic Heroes. Yes. Yes. We've already tapped it, haven't we? Beano. Yeah. Yeah. 
The Simpsons? Yes. Yeah. Gumball 3000. No. No. What is that? It's one That's of a, a racing thing. Oh. Bino had a fact rating of 32. <laughs> what? <laughs> but Warships is 46. Marvel Comics had 40. Yeah, Warships. No to Warships. No. Predators. No. no. Limited editions. Come on now, guys. This oh. is this is filler. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes! <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> and with a lovely picture of the man himself, George Clooney. Movie stars. Yeah. Oh. Is that no. one only for girls? We played that one. Yes. Have we? Isn't that yeah. one only no, for girls? No, we played 2002 yeah. Celebrities. Oh. That's, but George Clooney was in it. George Clooney yeah. was in it. Julia Roberts, I remember. And you said limited editions. I almost thought you said limbo dancers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting Top drops of limbo dancers. Maximum height. Full of facts. Yeah. Yes. Nice. But, yep, so, ultimate, not very... Not very ultimate, really. No. no. One man. I am Paul Hadsley. Two hours. It's lunchtime, so it's in that weird moment between morning and afternoon. No script. That's where I reside. That's where I live. Occasional music. Yeah, hello, I'm over here. I'm just, uh, I'm doing stuff. Don't mind me. Do you need me to talk to you? Uh, anyway. It's Paul Hadsley's Happy Talk every Monday at 12 on BrumRadio.com. That doesn't advertise the show. I don't know what will, though. And a special screening of Guy Halford's Small Tales here on Geeky Brummy Radio Theatre. Okay, so I got the train into New Street yesterday. I need the toilet. I went into the cubicle. I had large headphones on. That was just the music. Can't hear a lot when you've got large headphones on. Anyway, the song went slightly quiet, and I was like, I can hear a voice, and I was like, what's this about? Person in the toilet cubicle next to me, <laughs> shouting, and I was like, what the hell? So I muted the music briefly to understand what this gentleman was potentially saying to me, <laughs> and uh, he was shouting, Oi, give me some toilet paper! I need some toilet paper! So I was like, uh, so I... Contemplated it, and then I just put my music back on. But then that kind of like distracted me from what I needed to do in the toilet. So I was kind of annoyed at that point. I was like, "Well, you throw me off now." So anyway, I left the toilet, and by that point, everybody else who'd gone off that particular train had filled the toilets, and they were all laughing at this man shouting about needing toilet paper. They saw me come out the toilet with big headphones on, and more and more amused by the fact that I had giant headphones on. <laughs> And that obviously couldn't hear the guy. But I still had it on mute now at this point. And I was washing my hands. And then I could hear him go, There you are, happy as Larry, washing your hands. And I need toilet paper. And the whole toilet, not in the, in the toilet, it's just creasing themselves at this man. Clearly in a moment of desperation. Getting really angry. No one is sliding in some parole underneath the uh, cubicle. Christmas is a time of giving, guy. Not, not leaving a man in a desperate situation with his trousers around his ankles. Um, I just, I felt a bit awkward. I mean, what would you guys have done? Would you have given the Manson toy or would you just happily live on to see where it goes next? I would have been a gentleman and passed that gentleman some much needed paper. But the thing yeah. is, he, he was quite heated because I, obviously I didn't hear it at first, so he was quite angry. And I think someone had also gone in before me. So to be fair, I put me on my headphones and I just found myself being shouted at by a man. So I was like, well... You're not tackling this in the best way, really. It's not like, hi, sir, next door, please. Could I have some, some bug roll, please? It's probably in a high-stress situation for him, guy. 
I, it's probably folk going through his wallet looking for any receipts. Perhaps it's time to introduce some toilet etiquette where you turn your headphones off on entering the yeah. So before you even get into the yes. cubicle, you're going to hear the desperate cries of a poor man with no toilet roll. It's also like a very alien world. I think the rules of being a girl are really different. Like with them, there is a sacred space of sisterhood. And if anybody needs anything, whether it's, you know, hairpins, a hairband, blue roll, you know, like the amount of times, particularly in nightclubs, if there's a strange girl you've never seen before who needs somebody to hold her hair back while she's throwing up, you do it. It's the rules of girls. So the thing is with gentlemen, it is... It is a zone of silence. You walk yeah. in, it, it is quiet. People need to do their things. It's kept in a very peaceful manner. And people don't discuss or have conversations or stare <laughs> in anywhere <laughs> except directly yeah. front, yes. So I can understand partially your feelings about this guy, but it's Christmas time, man. Just give the dude a bit of root. <laughs> I mean, like, I, like, I like to envision that he was like sort of sat in the bunk next to me and... Like he was on his it, smartphone. He was kind of he was <laughs> Amazon Prime toilet paper. There's a Prime Now option available. Delivered by a drone. We can't blame Guy completely because he does sound like the, he does go on to describe that this na- this toilet is now full of everybody that's come off this train, all of which are not helping the guy, but laughing no. at, at, at Guy Halford <laughs> instead because of his headphones. <laughs> so this poor guy is still stuck. I wonder if he's still there now. Looking at his I hand, do. like I can't. I just can't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know how you managed to get yourself in uh, this situation. I don't Why know. Why is it always you? <laughs> I like the, my girlfriend always says to me, "There's always a toilet story with you. There's always something that happens in the toilet." Like the one. Well, I, we had your scar of a toilet story, didn't we? Most yeah. yeah. people shouting at him. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was in the toilet at work the other day, and I belched really loudly, as you can, you know, because I can't walk around the office and just burp, you know, if I want. So I thought I've got to get out of the toilet. And a man that looked like Father Christmas gave me the dirtiest look. And he was sort of like... You're getting cold for Christmas this year, guys. So like Frank Santa. <laughs> I think the tip here is if you enter the toilet and you can see Guy Halford in it, turn around and go back later. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for this week's episode of Guy Halford's Small Tales. If you want to hear more of Guy's rants, moans and whinges, you can always find him on Twitter at... Guy underscore Halford. There we go. I'm going to call this story the Yule Log. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> on that note I think it's time for a bit of a family game to get us back to normality here so we're now going to anyway yes so what game are we playing Keith I just want to apologise though if that guy is our biggest listener (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you're listening we're sorry for any distress caused by Guy Halford (laughs) unwillingness to share toilet roll tweet us and we'll uh, we'll get blagger of the year Dave Massey to send you some toilet roll (laughs) (laughs) alright so Keith what game are we playing now it's a family favourite Christmas staple the game that always comes out, the game that excites, the game that charms, it's Buckaroo. It's the one that causes slightly less ang- ang- arguments than Monopoly. Well, it, it gets a few people into A&E at Christmas. Yeah. So, you know, for debris Cowboy flying around. into the eye. Right, so he looks a little less aggressive than the version I had in the 1970s. He seems a bit more kind of you know, chilled out, this donkey. He's got a pretty yes. angry face on there, you know. Maybe, you know, that's the face yeah. of the man who was in the toilet. Yes. <laughs> so There's also a, a cartoon frog on the base now. Which <laughs> I don't remember being there in the uh, 70s. <laughs> Why is a frog being involved in Buckaroo? Buckaroo is all about a very angry donkey. So, what? Or is it a horse? Is it a donkey? I never understood if it was a donkey, a horse, an ass. Or a wonky, or what is it? The only ass here is you. Does a fox say? Is it a donkey? Well, somebody's not coming back in the new year. <laughs> he's he's a moody mule. He's a mule. Ah. Spoke on the box. Okay. 
also as well, you can see that this is a, a modern version because there's three levels oh, of Keith skill. Oh, getting close with the box there. How you do you want to send it off? How are there three, three levels, levels of, of skill? I don't know. How do you make Buckaroo more difficult? I don't <laughs> understand. Expert mode. What? <laughs> right. Are we ready to start? What I'm hoping is going to happen once. Me and my flatmate played Buckaroo once and managed to get everything on it and it still hadn't fired. So we just started collecting random <laughs> objects from around our flat to try and hang them on Buckaroo. <laughs> we managed to get a roll of sellotape on before it went. Drunk named. He's got a name. He's Rue the Moody Mule. Rue the Moody Mule. All right. So he's named after a kangaroo, even though he's a yes, obviously equine animal. Who's going first? Like, like there's three colours, so are you going to pick a colour each? Or are we just going to go with random options? Is that what that means? Yes. Didn't used to be you had oh, cards and you used yeah. to have to pick You have to pick the object. Yes, we'll go with colours. Okay. So Did he not come in with instructions that we could completely ignore? It's guys brought it in, of course, there's going to be no instructions. Nasty. lost them years ago. Alright, so we have George with the blue pieces, Keith with red, and Guy currently playing the world's smallest guitar in the green piece. Who's going to play first? Are we right. going to do rock, paper, oh, scissors to decide? You've got more pieces than me. I'm missing a piece. <laughs> oh. Have you lost a piece of your own buckaroo? Is it the frog? Are you supposed to put the frog on there rather than on the... It's the frog now. The frog is seriously attached. Is That's well fine. I'll just go last. We'll find oh. an extra piece for we'll you. We'll find something to hang on it for you, Guy. Right. <laughs> well, you'll look around. Here, look. Have Here's a can of pop. <laughs> <laughs> Drape you yourself across it after we finish the last, <laughs> last move is you. We can find him some little headphones. Right. So I just Are we going to go rock, paper, scissors? Yep, George. Ladies first, ladies first. Right, oh God. Uh, I'm so going to wait for this to hit the microphone, by the way. It's going to hit me in the face. I'm a little bit scared that I think I'm in the firing line as well. This is going to end up with me with buckaroo pieces. So, what piece are you using, George? Uh, I'm not sure what it is. I think it it's looks a, like a handbag. roll of dynamite, yes. or possibly a handbag. Yes. I think it's dynamite. Okay, which, which is what go for dynamite. Should, it's probably not safe. Please don't actually put dynamite on your donkey at home. It's a mule. <laughs> Isn't that the same thing? What's the difference? We'll find out at some point. <laughs> Tweet us if you know what the difference is between a donkey and a mule. Or an ass. <laughs> 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 what piece are you going for? I'm going to go with this ginormous cowboy hat. The Westworld style yeah, cowboy which, hat. Which has got a lovely punctured hole at the back that, we can, that makes it easier for me to uh, apply. And say if it had been shot through. I didn't even get my first it. piece on. Right, oh, let's just start start we'll reset and start again. Oh. Entertaining radio, that is. Keys at minus one points before we even start. I feel like the Alan Davis of Bookaroo. Yes. Look, this is such entertaining radio. It really is. Well, yeah. Managed to, <laughs> can't reset it. If, if you could hear that, that is Keith trying to reset the, dog, the, the mule's back legs. <laughs> there we go. There we Guys go. Saddle's hands. back on. Okay. Alright, try again. George, you're going to try a different piece or are you going to go, go back for your dynamite? Let go first. Let guy, yeah, oh, guy, 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 guy go first. Ask, ask, ask you're going to go for the big guitar, yeah. I think it's oh, the back. That's where the first piece is. Keith? That's quite a hefty I'm going to go with the, well. the water canteen this time. The water canteen. Oh, <laughs> successful this time. Now, here's, it. here's the thing. Do we even out the sides? Do we go front, yeah. back? The tactics are now coming in place. George, difficult. what are you going to go for? I'm going to go with... I think I didn't let me down last time. I'm going to stay with my dynamite handbag, I think. Yes. Oh. 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 
Guy, you were... Pressure. What are you going to have? I've got a sleeping bag or a, a, a gaslight. Um, do you know what? They did a thing at work the other day where they did like a secret Santa and everybody picked a packet parcel out of a big box. Do you know what I ended up picking up? A bloody night light. Aww. What are you going to do with a night light? Well, scared of the when you guy. go to sleepy times. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Back to my night light here. I'm going to put the night light on him. Ooh. Ooh. I'm shaking a bit. Oh! Oh! <laughs> that means I lost. Right, yeah. one more round, I think, and then we'll move on. <laughs> it's going. Yeah. I've lost the saddle. Where's my dynamite gone? I don't there know. It's, it's just on just the floor. Do you think there's four-year-olds that are thinking? Uh, oh, the dynamite is on the floor. Mm -hmm. It is. This is very dangerous. I've got it now. Yes. Sorry, I had to climb under the desk a little bit. So who's going to start this round? Keith, you're going to start. start. Okay, I'm going to go with the. The holster, the gun and holster. There's actually a gun in it as well, so I'm going to go. It's a bit more. Oh. No. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go. Don't remember there being a gun in the original Buckaroo. No, yeah. I think some Things of these have changed. Objects. It's rather dangerous. Hasbro, you have changed. Yeah, I'm going to go for this coil of rope, I think. That's like it's going to be easy enough to hang on. Ooh. Nice placement there, George. Thank I'm you. I'm going to go for solitope. <laughs> the traditional roll of sellotape. Yes. Hey. George has got a very steady hand. Yes. I must, I must notice. I'm going to just. Um, you going with the hat again? No, I'm not going to go with the hat. I'm going to go mm. with the um, canteen again. Oh. 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 That makes keep the overall loser, right? Yes. And I think that puts, I won, I think that puts George in first place. Didn't get any. Guy in any. second place I'll and Keith it. in a in a miserable third there. Hey. <sighs> Never mind. Cowboy Detroit is all over the studio I, I feel now. like I had plenty of fun. Yes. Yeah. That. And we did do the traditional thing of replacing a random piece, which that's has true. to be done. That's, that's true. Always done that. Every Christmas thing is you will lose some piece of anything. Mm. Nobody thought we, about what colour they wanted to be. That's always what happens in my house at Christmas. It's Same always stuff the, like Monopoly. We fight over what piece they want. It's always the dice for me. Dice just evaporate when they come in <laughs> any kind of contact with my house. I didn't think his book was quite as violent as it could have been as well. <laughs> no. Hello, this is Martha Hackett. I played Seska on Voyager, and you're listening to Room Radio. Do you want to introduce this game? So you're going to play more ball games. Ryan currently is getting creamy. Right, this is too liquid to play with. <laughs> that so makes it more fun. Basically, the discussions you're hearing is Ryan's bought a game in called Pie Face. Yes. Which basically, you, you get creamed on the face. We can try it with some sticky marshmallows. So we'll see if the sticky marshmallows will stay on there. This is just. Uh, <laughs> no, the sticky marshmallows are not going to stay on. I also definitely think the whipping cream is not going well, judging by the shouting coming from outside <laughs> of the studio from Keith. So. Now we don't have a feature, so. <laughs> we can still do Excellent radio right, right here. Okay. Yes, I should just reset that, George. So I think really we should just use the cream and get a, a creamy face. That's the aim of the game. Stay on the thing though; it will just drip all over uh, the mics and stuff. We, we can see Keith out the window, whipping furiously. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is truly like the the greatest bit of radio we've produced all year. So what, what are you what are you the whole premise of the play. game? Is you put your chin in the face hole? Like those things on the seaside. And there's a big hand, and the whole thing with the big hand is your button forces the hand in the other direction. So the winner basically doesn't get a face full of cream. 
Right, can't you just use it to slap the other person in the face? We could do, but that's a bit violent for our show. We like to have fun. Oh, we probably all at one point have deserved a slap in the face, so... Yes. I did think about getting brandy butter, which I should have probably purchased instead. To yeah. Give it more of a Christmassy thing. Uh, My levels of enthusiasm right, for this game are quickly. at a minimum, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you two doing for yeah. Christmas? I'm on the wall for Christmas with yeah. Dave. You're on the wall. Yeah. I'm having my lovely, lovely mother come over for dinner. We're going to put some chicken and we're going to have some pork. Well, there's no way that whipping cream is going to get any more firmer unless I add cement. Uh-oh. Are we just going to go Oh, my God, I've got an idea. Go get the cream, get a bit of toilet roll, which could have been given to that man, and then dip the toilet roll in the cream, and then put the toilet roll on there, and it'll still slap you in the face. How about if we get a baby wipe and try it with a baby wipe instead? Well, they all get stuck to the John roll, so... This oh this God. is this is excellent. This is like this quality is like live planning. This you is know. wonderful. And this is our experience for the listener of our geeky Rami planning meetings. Yes. I think. So yeah, you you put that cream onto that. That's gonna slap you yes. well in the face. Uh, it's uh, like you know when you like throw to you wet a toilet roll and yeah. throw toilet roll and you throw it at someone or you throw it up to the ceiling. You know when you used to do it in school, you used to chuck them up to the we, ceiling. We have become well, the new. We have become the new Top Gear. We are ambitious but rubbish. Yes. Keith's oh. back with his cream. Yeah. A fresh brewed <laughs> cream. It would be so much nicer in a cup of coffee. Oh. So it's going to be me versus you, Keith. What? Yeah, I'm all for that. Oh, yeah, so the two God, hairiest. you can record. The two hairiest people yes. in the yes, room. Yes, the two most bearded people. Yeah. Right. So, so are, are you going to dip the toilet roll into the cream? Yes, I will dip the toilet roll into the cream. See, I knew there was there a you reason go. There's why. a sentence I didn't think I'd hear us say this year. I knew there was a reason why I'd never got this game. But well, Ryan oh, is now creamy. dipping it into the cream. That's got. That's got. You got to have more cream on it than that. It's going to dribble down. Look, if I make, if make cream sandwich, you end no central. This is all kinds of wrong. This yeah. this game shouldn't be sold to kids. Yeah. Or all the humans, I think. Oh yeah. god, this is disgusting. You bought it. Oh come it, on, get a bit more cream on it than that. That's plenty of enough on, cream, I think, for this one. Right. And <laughs> um, um, what, what are the rules? How do you play this game? What's, right. the, what's, the, what's the whole point of so it? So, you rest your chin here, like this. Like you're at the seaside. Yeah. This has two buttons on it. You mash the button, and the person who mashes the button slowest loses. <laughs> How much did you pay for this game, Ryan? Too much to even consider speaking about. <laughs> Put it this way, it was above £15, which is more than it should have been. Have you and Viv played with it? Not yet. Are you going to play this with your mother at Christmas? I may play this with mother at Christmas, yes. I have baby wipes <laughs> in preparation. Keith, Keith is making himself <laughs> a kitchen <laughs> roll bib right now. Can I have a bib as well, please? So I love too that we brought this game into a studio full of people who wear glasses. This is excellent, <laughs> I think, for Glasses, uh, beards, yeah, hair, it's gonna be good. Well, I was hoping award-winning Dave Massey from Brummer might have joined in, but he seems to have run away very quickly. He saw this, and I he, don't blame him. He's walking down the street, and everybody's just handing him an award right now. <laughs> he's getting free stuff. As he <laughs> yeah, he's blagging his way on. He's blagging his way here. Can I just get a free bus journey, please? There was a period when I thought we'd came, I'd come on this radio show to talk about like comics and TV and exciting, nice things not that to I'm get, actually interested in. Not to get creep in the face. Not to get a creamy face. Are we ready? I'm going to move this mic slightly to one side because I don't want a mic full of cream either. <laughs> I don't think Sean That's might. What she will said. No, I'm just I'm, I'm, not that I'm saying anything about us, but these are these seem a little close together. I'm, well, I yes. think we've both got quite large heads. 
<laughs> shall, we, shall we try and see if we can squeeze in? Uh, the fat heads are playing. Oh, this is lovely. This is just not fun. Yes. Can you see me, George, or do we need to... Like, the microphone is right in your face. There if we go. If I do, that is that better. Yeah, it's better. I've been several hundred hours of playing like beat em up games and mashing buttons. It's going to serve me well here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I grew up with the snares. You're losing. Okay. Right, you're going to give us a countdown? One, two, three. Go! Oh, come on, legit. Uh, proper oh. countdown. Three, two, one, three. Oh. 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 Didn't you make cream in the face there? Oh, Fell off. Tick that up and rub it on your face. <laughs> more. 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 I want to see you cream it. All right, Guy. Now it's got to be George and Guy's turn. It's the oh. genies. Oh. Nah, we got yes. away with this. No, you're playing. I thought I was recording. <laughs> I'm sure we can swap we it. We produced this feature. <laughs> Come on. Oh. We'll have a go. This, like, this is the most one of those games that I think the, the, the fact they've sold what must be millions of copies of this is just I quite shocking. Come on, guy. Oh, I like have to. A bib. Well, I'm judging by that, it falls off anyway, so I'm actually not that worried. Yes. I think I might put some more cream on this. Thinking a uh, bit more cream. Keith, do you think a bit more cream? I know, I think it's just sure it would be the same as you guys display, surely, for the sake of fairness. Well, we've just realised how um, how enjoyable this experience is for yeah, everybody. I'm just going to decant a little bit off. I'm going to just make some. What I should do is just put that on it. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Just clear on all the microphones. Oh. Well, it's going to go stale on my beard, and I'm going to smell like. Nice. Like pre. Messing with cows. It's dribbling like away the at the minute. Yeah, I like this shirt, to be fair. Yes. Keith, there's a bit of extra dribble going off the side there. Do you want to move them off? Oh, We've creamed the studio. Yeah, it's got to be runny, hasn't it? Really? Creamy brimming. This seems a lot more unfair than the game you guys just played. I'll I'll dab a bit off. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit too moist for you there, Keith. Can I change my mind about being one of your regular presenters? Too late. No. Right. This is this is why you've had to have several glasses of prosecco and other yes. beverages before you even attempt. Yeah, I think it. I think this would be the most hilarious game when drunk. Oh, the buttons all Yes. Yes. And now our two winners need to face off. Yeah. Keith and Guy. What are you doing? Hang on, I mean, two That's slimy. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. It's I'm slimy. I'm not, not playing this game anymore, Ryan. <sighs> Children. Yeah. When, we, like when, when, when we suggested Sabutio and you said no. Okay. <laughs> well, we were going to play Kaplunk, but I couldn't find it. Okay. Well, I like Kaplunk. Yes. I can see why there's a reason now kids play video games. Yes. Yeah. It's slightly more fun. It's a games review. I bought a computer game. Which one? I bought Dead Rising 4. This is the new Christmassy Dead Rising. Yeah. For festive season. What yes. a good way to spend it. What Festival it? festering. Right. Good way to spend it. Slight running over and slaughtering numerous amounts of zombies. Whilst wearing a Santa hat, I'm hoping. Yeah, you can wear a Santa hat. Um, I was intrigued. I don't think I've ever come across a big triple A game title which has been specifically designed with Christmas in mind you know like as a theme which 
is quite an interesting one because obviously it has novel appeal over this period, but could it get annoying post Christmas and then you still haven't completed the game and you know, are you really going to want to play a Christmas game in January? It's intriguing. Um, it is full of festive fun. It puts a new spin on the Dead Rising twist and you know the whole fe- idea of the Black Friday shopping mall thing and. Just all the fun, festive stuff they've ch- they've chucked into it. It's just it's a typical formula, but it's great. Um, you know, you just slay away from hundreds and thousands of zombies, and it's just pure fun. They've just thought of more crazy, insane ways to kill them, and just weapons and stuff like that. God, I sound really brutal, don't I? But it's just um, it's just really fun that they've done a Christmas game. But my only worry is that I'm playing it now. I'm probably gonna sell it on December the 26th because I probably won't want to play because it it's got like an annoying Christmas music throughout the whole thing and it's not the sort of thing that you'd want to sort of play after this period so it's like you really got to try and complete it quickly so I think yes it's kind of novel but maybe they've haven't thought about the longevity of the game here shouldn't they have done it as like a DLC because I remember a few years ago like the infamous did a Halloween themed DLC that they downloaded so it was only like that 15 quid or whatever do you not think they should have done that for Dead Rising rather than release a full price game I think that's probably would have been a better idea really um, I mean it does tread some of the same water as the first game as well being set large in a shopping mall so it's kind of it would have fitted DLC I think more as opposed to being a full game yeah because I, th- I think if they'd have released it as like a 15 quid seasonal download and you could just play it on its own it would have been more appealing I think a lot of people are going to be like you and go yeah, okay it looks fun and the ads for it are really funny and they've, they've marketed it well mm-hmm. but are you, are you going to drop 40 quid on that and not on a battlefield or a card or a FIFA or whatever it is yeah exactly it's just I think unless you're a dedicated Dead Rising player you're a casual player like me on this one will lose its interest because of the appeal of festivity you're right there, Ryan. Having a good old sneezing fest. Yes, sorry. I'm <laughs> back. Uh, in the background. I think cream went into places that cream shouldn't have gone to in my nostrils. Oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it does sound like it is a DLC pack that they've just tried to, like, bump up slightly rather than actually making it as a proper just Dead Rising 3 spin-off. Please tell me that you do get to beat people up with Rudolph, though. I haven't come across that yet, but it's all manner of, like, bizarre Christmas paraphernalia that yes. you can... Use. Is it just Christmas, or are they doing Hanukkah, or are they doing Kwanzaa? I mean, is this a multi-ethnic Christmas experience? Uh, I haven't come across any references to that, to be honest with you. It's kind of set just before Christmas, so it's like a Black Friday sort of period as well. But, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not explicitly a lot of the time. Sometimes like, oh, this is this is ho-ho-ho Christmas everywhere, but like, the, the references, the scenery, the backdrops are all yeah. very festive. And so then the music, maybe if they'd not had the music to be festive sounding then potentially I think maybe the longevity of the game might be there but I think to be honest if you come like say December 26th you're not going to want to hear Christmas songs anymore so yeah but I think with modern games they they probably might have something down the line where they'll just patch it and go right yeah we know you've all annoyed at this Christmas music still so we've just patched it to take that out and just added so it might be that you get some free DLC around if they did like a Valentine's Day pack and then a Easter pack and then stuff like that then probably that might increase the longevity a little bit yeah I mean in terms of the game though it's it's a cross between the first one and the third one I think in terms of the way it plays um, it's it's just fun, you know. It's like I can't fault a Dead Rising game. They're very similar. All of them have been pretty much the same. But this is, you know, I for me, I enjoyed that sort of zombie game more than I do a Resident Evil game. I think Resident Evil 
it does rely on the scare tactics and like the creepiness and I don't particularly like that that much but Dead Rising it's not a particularly scary game yes there's zombies and stuff in it but you know there's so many of them on screen that you just don't get fear and stuff like that it's just fun it's kind of like it's a bit of an arcade style game which I quite like so do you get to wrap up a zombie I haven't come across that yeah. See, that'd, I, that'd I, be I, good I, you I, gift I, wrap a zombie and then I imagine maybe later on down the line would so, or if it yeah. comes out with like a bow on its head and like fully dressed up as Santa's little elf, that might be a bit more interesting. Yeah, just but something like that. As this show is airing on the twenty fourth of December, I suggest you go and buy it this afternoon, <laughs> play it on Christmas Day, and then uh, then trade it in, get some money back on it. That's my recommendation. Or or wait till next Christmas where you can probably get it for a five of them. Yes. That would be my suggestion on this one. Yes, uh, it's one of those that's not going to hold its value very long, I don't think. I don't think so, no. See, this is where you needed an old blockbuster, so you could have just rented it for the night. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Hi, I'm Dave Massey from Brum Radio. You can listen to the Geeky Brummy Show every Saturday at noon on brumradio.com. All right, so there's so many of us here. We're going to go for a different take on our usual why it's rubbish. We're going to go with why it's rubbish festive edition. So to kick us off, Phil. Okay, so uh, <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for from <laughs> Phil. Uh, my my why it's rubbish is uh, the Christmas market. Now, just bear with me. It oh, bring, brings a lot of yeah. you know business and money into the city, but dear lord, if you're trying to walk through town, it is a nightmare. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the same five stores repeated over and over and over it and is over again. Scooby Doo cartoon background. It is a- absolutely <laughs> is. Right. You know, and once you've had, my dope from once you've had you know one one hot dog or <laughs> one cup of more wine. It's just like, it's not worth it. It's like, you, you go for half an hour, you have your churros, you have your beer, then you're done, and it's there for another month. So that's And it's mine. until January this year. Yep. Yeah. Even like, worse. I mean, if it was up in, if it was like, if it started on the 1st of December and it was there till Christmas Eve, that would be yes. maybe acceptable. But um, as somebody who lives in the city centre, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. It is completely anti-festive as well. There's nothing Christmassy about that Christmas market. Yeah, they're selling like, you know, Buddhist crystals and candles and stuff. It's just tat. They're just selling tat to tourists. Sorry, I don't appreciate anything where your choice of sausage flavour is red or white. (laughs) Yeah. Always good. I I, I always feel like um, I I only eat in there maybe once or twice, but I always feel like I'm going to get sodium poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. George? My pick, I think, is going to be wrapping Christmas presents. Now, oh, bear yeah. with, I know that sounds really scroogey. I don't mean actually buying people presents. I like that part. I like giving them. I just don't like the wrapping bit. I spent some time working in a gift shop in my youth and ha- was supposed to learn how to beautifully gift wrap things, and I never did. They always just, like, I wrapped it with my feet. And <laughs> I seem to be friends with people who do beautiful artistic gift wrapping, and they give me some gorgeous-looking item with, like, ribbons and tool and all kinds of nonsense, and there's me... That looks like you know. I possibly asked my small niece to do it or something. It's yeah. It's That's a bit why tragic. I only ever buy books or DVDs or other square presents. Square yes. objects yep. that are very yep. easy to wrap. Yeah. My husband just puts things in carrier bags and rolls the bag up and tapes around it. That's like a gift bag where you just sort of yeah. stuff a load of tissue paper over the top of it and mm-hmm. then it looks sort of fairly nice. Looks like nice you made an effort. Yeah. 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 Steve. Well, actually, the one thing I don't like about Christmas is baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Control! Wow. No, no, no. We'll go with it. No, we'll go no, with no. It. Uh, I mean, I'm a humanist, so that's probably kind of coloured my, my, my opinion. But I think all the best things about Christmas are nothing to do with baby Jesus. Um, it's all to do with, with the, the stuff of, of being together um, and spending time with people you want to spend time with. Um, and... 
all those kind of things have nothing to do with the religious trappings of, 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 of Christmas. for the rest of us. I, I think ah. so. And, and, of course, historically, the, the, you know, what, a lot of the things we do, um, what we called, you know, as part of our Christmas traditions, existed long, long before um, Christianity came well, into Christ- being. Well, the Christmas tree is uh, Saturnalia... Um, yes. tradition. Yeah. Is right. supposed to be very born pagan. in August anyway? Or yeah. 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 So they, so they to wanted festival. to take um, the Romans wanted to basically stop us being pagans with Saturnalia, and so mm-hmm. they they moved Christmas into the and they made that the midwinter holiday. Yeah. yeah. So basically, it's been hijacked. This whole thing about the Christmas we've just been hijacked. So yeah, I think if you take baby Jesus out of Christmas. Um, it'd be a lot better, better Christmas, I think. You just rename it. Never ever say yeah. that on American soil. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Just rename it Midwinter Feast and we'll all be happy. Happy human holiday. Yeah. Yes. Keith? Uh, I'm going to go with Christmas starting in October. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, August, you mean? Yeah, I, I'm, I like Christmas. I love Christmas. But it needs to just start in the week before. It's, it's, it's a terrible holiday in any way because everybody tries to pack so much into it and you become exhausted by the time it's, it's over and there's so much to do and you want to get so much to do and you have like so little time off work and to do it all. But the fact that we're kind of having to bear with it for three months beforehand while constantly we're seeing advertisements or Christmas 24 of advertising executives flouncing around on private jets buying <laughs> reindeers and whatever it is and constantly being reminded of how fantastic Christmas is for months before... Yeah, it is, but I kind of need it to start in the week before, watching a few good movies, Elf, Muppets Christmas Carol, and then It should start on the doors. 1st of December, really. Mm. No, no well, worries. Yeah, at, at, at worst, at, at, at beginning push. of December. And that's the start yeah. of Advent, and that's fine. And certainly people who put their, their decorations up mm. before December even starts and then rip them down on Boxing Day, because it's like they think it's all over, and I'm off to go to the sales and buy all the stuff that I could have bought before at half the price. Mm. Yes. But, yeah. but uh, yeah, Christmas needs to be... A week or two, and yeah. at most, and we all enjoy it, and we all feel like we're living in a Pushing Christmas twenty-four a month, movie. But yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to save our favourite angry person till last. So this is mine. It's half-baked Christmas decorations. People who put up one string of fairy lights on the front of the house and think that's enough. <laughs> don't just, come round to my don't. house around Christmas because that's pretty much what I've done this year. But it's yeah, just, got a, just a bit of tinsel on the fireplace. No. That'll do. And we put some tinsel up. No, I've got a tree on my desk at work because that's where I spend I spend more time there than it, I do at it, home. So that's where my Christmas decks are. That's sad, isn't it? It is a bit. Why bother? I don't. No. no. If you're not going to do, I spend Christmas. Christmas yeah. I spend the entire week between Christmas and New Year um, with my family in Shropshire, so I'm not in my flat. So why bother putting yeah. decorations? Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to go full out cr- Christmassy, there is a kind of don't try it at all. Mm. <laughs> Also, I'm looking really Christmas. sadly at George now. <laughs> <laughs> like, and doesn't that single Christmas, Christmas decoration in a window also yes. mean something else in modern times as well? Well, it depends if yeah. what colour the light is, I suppose. That's oh, true. Right. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, go all out or none at all, please. <laughs> Guy, come on. Oh, How sorry. dare you? I, I do apologise, oh, How dare you? Well, I've got a really boring one. It's uh, Christmas cards. Um, mm. The other day I went into WH <coughs> Smith and I bought three packs of little cards that came to a bit I think there were about 60 cards in there and four cards for my family yeah. and it cost me 63 pounds and oh these and these are cards that are, I know for a fact are going to be up in the house for maybe 12 days tops and then yeah. immediately in the recycling bin but I know if I didn't give them my family would be like oh that's Stacy she hates everyone why is she so weird do you remember the like, <laughs> craze for e-cards at one point Yes, briefly. Uh, yeah, and that then everybody was like, "No, no, and then it the, needs to be paper." The yeah. um, the companies now sort of if they if they want to look like they're being nice and green, they do the elf me where instead of sending out company Christmas cards, they 
put photos like yeah I've seen many of those corporate videos going around so annoying and it's like nobody who I don't think I've ever worked in any team where people actually want to see themselves as elves dancing around with people that they tolerate for 12 hours a day I think the greeting card industry is one of the biggest scams of this modern age oh god do you know what keep that £3.50 right and buy me a drink the next time you see me or donate to your Patreon or donate to charity or something or just do something better with it buy you know if you have to buy cards buy them from like an arts foundation or charity where you're actually supporting artists I'm not these charity cards where 5p goes to go and buy some of them are so small some of them are so small they don't look like gift tags Yeah, and I don't understand the point. You know, if it's that small, why bother? It's one of those things that we have to do at work where everybody shares cards around, so you end up with like 30 cards over your desk from people that you probably wouldn't normally hang around. That's the politics of like, you have to send a card to everybody because if that one person, if you forget, then they feel that you don't like them. So you have to give them to either every single person in the world that you have ever met or (laughs) nobody. Here's an idea, though, as well, because I think some of the thing about having a Christmas card, it's the one time in the year where you're going to get something through the post you're actually kind of slightly bothered about. But forget the whole card thing. Write a letter. If you want to send a card to somebody and they mean that much to you... But yes. not, one not, not, not one of those god-awful Christmas newsletters. Yeah, <laughs> not the one with the photos where you go, well, my family are absolutely yes, fantastic. Little Jimmy is just doing My is better than yours. And here's a paw print from the dog just to make yeah. sure that we really... <laughs> we were made partner yeah. in the company this year and then and Tarquin and Griselda were uh, <laughs> in there. They've, they've been selected for the next show jumping uh, and uh, dressage yeah. and uh, the Olympics. And yeah, Griselda. <laughs> I but feel like I want, a, I want like a, a, a comic miniseries about Tarquin and Griselda. I feel like <laughs> they're going to be selected to go to some special wizarding school. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it'd be worthwhile turning the, the traditional newsletter on its head. So this year has been a great year. Um, little Johnny, he went into rehab. Tarquin just started his uh, a 10-month prison sentence for, for drug my, dealing. My blood alcohol <laughs> level has reduced by two points. <laughs> the doctor said my cholesterol was through the roof shocking it was <laughs> terrible and yeah getting divorced yes. hooray God. I've forgotten who it was that I was writing to at the beginning but yeah <laughs> right so it's Christmas it's the time for giving you're giving me two because yes. there's two things that really annoy me so I'm having two <laughs> All right. just two guys okay first the Queen's speech I don't want to hear what this woman has to say go away if I, watch li- it, then. if I want to listen to an old person speak I will speak to my nan for ten minutes <laughs> while texting on my phone I can't no one wants to see their smug faces at Christmas go away oh. that's number one number two shops open on Boxing Day and the cretins that go Christmas shopping on Boxing Day seriously yeah. it's a time to spend with your family when I was young, ignoring them while you're texting on your phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was young, Boxing Day was shops were never open, and it actually just makes me sick when you see on the news all these day. people going to the shops to go to the sales. Somebody I used to work used to go to the shops at seven a.m. on Boxing Day morning. Just like, do you know what? I just wanted to turn around and go, "You're pathetic." I just can't stand it. It's unfair to the people who have to work it in the shop. Does lead to some genius responses though. I don't know if anybody's seen Sainsbury's Christmas advert this year, which is all about getting home for Christmas to spend yeah. it with your family. And so many Sainsbury's employees have been on Twitter saying, "Lovely advert with a message about spending it with, with your family. Why have they given me the shifts of both Christmas Eve and Boxing Day?" Yes. <laughs> which I did it's think a, was kind of hilarious. I do agree with you wholeheartedly there, guy. Because also as well, this allows people to immediately the day after they've received a gift to take it back to the shop and go, "Oh, I want to change this for something else." Yes. It's just yeah. Boxing Day is a time for turkey sandwiches, board yeah. games, and bitter, bitter recriminations amongst the family whilst drinking lots of alcohol and shouting. In That's your what Boxing Day is designed yes. for. Indeed. Yes. It's an atrocious state of affairs, and if I was one in the country, it's one of the things I'd get rid of. I'll help us all if that ever happens. Guy Halford for <laughs> Prime Minister. Please, no.
Hello, this is Pete Steele of The Devil's Playlist, and you're listening to Brum Radio. So we're back. Yes, we are back. Hello. Am I presenting the show now? Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, be fair, it is your dream, isn't it, to take Ang- over? Ang- angry <laughs> Brummy. <laughs> George and Keith just sort themselves out there. Yeah, just sharing some headphones with a bit yeah. of tape. Yeah. Literally having to share some headphones because yes. n- nothing they plugs into are. anything. Yeah. <laughs> we actually are. No, no, no don't plug into anything on this side. Excellent. Sorry, I don't like right headphones in the studio. We're anyway. consummate professionals. We don't need headphones. Yes. What are we doing now? You're doing some special things that you found in Poundland. Yeah. So there are angry so people out in the canteen by the sound of it. So yeah, I guess it's uh, what the is that? Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's let's see your bag of tricks. Okay, so like the first thing I have found. I'm always scared when Guy brings I'll bring, his I'll, bring out the, I'll bring out this thing first because, um, to be honest with you, I need someone to potentially be able to get to use this. So, to, while we're on air, this is you know how I spent like 350 quid on a PlayStation VR. I could have just gone to Poundland and bought 3D virtual reality viewer for smartphone. Ah, oh, excellent. Has anybody got any VR on their phone or VR I video? Ha- I just so happen to have an app that has a VR. Oh, Pete has a VR app. This this looks like oh my, I'm loving the crinkle. Apologies oh, for headphone oh. listeners. <laughs> but oh yes, uh, um, cheapness does not does not describe the quality of this. I think it's just going to be lovely. I think. Go excited. Can we find a horror video and put Dave Massey on it? <laughs> <laughs> oh oh my God! This is the world's most complicated instructions. And oh, is it basically insert it's got, phone? It's, Press go. It's got some lenses that look like con- the contact lenses I would oh use. Yeah. Should we give this Keith to set up while we discuss your options? <laughs> yeah, Keith can play with that. Me. All right, Keith, this is yours to have a have a go. Enjoy on. your twelve-step instructional guide. Oh, oh my god! A little bit of more of sticky, foamy stuff there. And we'll just chat about this other item I found, which um, <laughs> now, now this is the typical Christmas assembling the present that's just come out. It of the is box. usually we are, yeah <laughs> usually with dad with swearing because they can't swearing. get it out. No yeah. swearing, please, Keith. <laughs> right. This is so dance this practice. Is, this Christmas. is the other item I found. Is a Madagascar car. Madagascar. A ma- Madagascar. Madagascar. Why? What? It's just a Why were there cars car. in Madagascar? What? It's not. It's just yellow. How? How is, how that, is that remotely Madagascar? Madagascarin? I thought the whole point of Madagascar was it was. They're, they're animals. They yes, don't drive cars. And they don't drive. And they live in a they zoo. They do, they do have stickers underneath to stick on the car. So you've got to brand your. So, oh, so you can make an stickers. Alex branded car. Are you going to make Alex, an Alex branded it, car right. whilst we're on it? I'm not because I don't really like stickers. So, <laughs> but the thing is, like, there's loads of these to buy. There's one for home. There's one for Shrek. There's one for how to train your. Dragon or whatever that is. How to Train Your Dragon is amazing. Kung Fu Panda. Yes. There's six to collect, and this is Alex <laughs> Racer. This why? One. But why? Why? Why just? I don't understand. The contents may vary in style, colour, shape, and decoration from the images shown on the packaging or in advertising. So that means we can put anything in the packet. Do you think that Poundland just had a lot of spare toy cars left and have just gone, or just make them Pixar? That would be fine. Yes. Just meh. I don't, I don't get it. That's really odd. I mean, there is not right. three sad onions on it. It's 2015. Three as well. sad it's onions? Not three sad onions. I think these are quite new <laughs> in Poundland. <laughs> three it's like, sad what? Onions. Three, what? Sad, three onions. sad onions. <laughs> it's supposed to be a little baby's face, but it looks like a sad onion to me. Um, it's a bit like a sad onion. Yes. And what else does it say? Retain address for future reference. What, in case it explodes <laughs> or yes. what? what? In case it like goes into a fireball. It is officially DreamWorks licensed, though. Is it? Yeah. Why? DreamWorks, why? 
I love it how it actually shows you how to stick the stickers onto the car as well. In case you weren't sure how stickers work. Just in case you didn't know where to put the big sticker on the bonnet. Uh oh. Is that what you're supposed to put them? Although I suppose, uh, isn't it supposed to be though that like Alex is the celebrity lion and they have all the Alex branded stuff you can buy at the zoo? Maybe this is something you could buy in the gift shop in the zoo within the world of Madagascar. I'm going to describe what stickers we have on this sticker sheet. (gasps) So we have the Madagascar logo. Mm -hmm. We have the Alex the lion face. Lovely. We have a smaller Alex the lion face. We have two banana leaves. We have two tiny pictures of Africa with the world wildlife on them. And a monkey and a star. Of course. Yeah, what? Monkey and a star. Ops. Right, so you can get those from uh, a good pound shop near you. Keith has finished assembling his goggle box. When you say finished, you mean holding together. Because <laughs> does the, none of the bits fit together properly? Is it? It's full one pound, pound and value. I, I think if you charged 50p for this, you'd be robbing people. It's, yeah. it's, how's, um, the, how's the 3D? Uh, but it doesn't work. <laughs> at all. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> So I'm kind of glad I bought the VR then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, e- yeah. The even I mean, you know, I think the difference between one pound and three hundred pounds. But yeah, all the, the the slots don't line up, and I don't I don't think this, the lenses are particularly good quality. And it's, it's a okay. pound. It's a pound. But if you if you had this as a kid, you'd be like, what? You could have spent a pound on something that I could have actually. You could used. have had a Madagascar. Mad- Madagascar, 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 Madagascar cars that I could have de- decaled differently to represent yes. two different characters. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I, I was kind of thinking about doing Google Cardboard, and now I'm not so sure. Carol Barrowman here, and you are listening to Brum Radio. That's my big sister, and we love the Brummies. And this is my wee brother. And now it is time for Geeky Brummy Secret Santa. So we've got some special gifts in the studio. Are we ready to distribute? How is it supposed to be a secret? I'm, I'm just realising this. <laughs> because yeah. if you put your present, did you remember in the your pile? present? You well, put we your were present all not looking. When we were all here early. Mine <laughs> but now an additional present's going to come, and everyone's going to know. We're not looking. We pretty much know anyway. Just we'll dress turn up around. Red. We'll close our come eyes. Come down the chimney. Turn around, and then you're all going to be surprised by the one gift. We'll all entertain <laughs> ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't this how Secret Santa always goes, though? It's supposed to be a secret, yes. and then everybody immediately goes away and goes, who's you got? Who did you get? Who have you got that? If I haven't got a Madagascar car, I'll be You can keep that, Keith. Yeah. No, it's okay. Right. I'm, I'm quite happy. Okay, okay. we're ready. Yeah. George, do you want to distribute the gifts? Okay. Uh, 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 one for Keith. Ooh, we're just going to distribute nice. all, or... Yeah. I seem to have a pile. I'm pretty happy with this. I've got three presents. Wow. I'm the most popular. From Santa. Three presents from Santa. Uh, uh, one for Dave. Oh, it's book shaped. So, from Santa. Oh, for Ryan. He's a busy guy. I wonder this who this here. came from. <laughs> and, and when, when it just appears, sweet, got I got the box. biggest. <laughs> I'm excited. Right, I hope that's like an Amazon delivery and what's in it is only tiny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a too. micro SD card. I think go around and take it. Well, George, you've got three, so you go first. Yeah, All right. I'm in. I'm in the first one. We're now watching George open her first make present. Lots of yes. Again, noises. for headphone listeners, we apologise for the. This is, we're, we are okay to do this the day before uh, Christmas, oh, aren't we? Yeah. 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 Oh my god! That, oh my <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I've got a bauble with a picture of award-winning blogger Dave Massey inside. I'm going to put that on my Christmas tree as soon as I get home. That's amazing. It is, in fact, not only a picture of award-winning; it is of him winning said award. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's incredible. Got the door That's brilliant. That is quite amazing. That is amazing. Come on, you've got two more presents. My face, is, amazing, My face is now going to be shining out of George's Christmas tree. It is. I'm Do you have a Christmas tree, George? Tree. I, I actually don't, but I'm going to buy one especially. <laughs> just <laughs> one more wall of Dave Massey. I'm going to buy one just especially just for that. Oh, it's Wonder Woman. It's one, ooh, Wonder Woman bath fizzes. Excellent. Mm. Bath? Fizzes. Fizzes. Okay. And then my last one. Oh, feels oh, DVD-ish. Disky sounding. Oh, 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 awesome. X-Men season one. Ooh, that's nice. a nice. That's Thank nice. you, Santa. Have you actually got X-Men season one? I actually don't. Wow, there you so go. So perfect. Thank perfect. you, Santa. Yeah. Santa knows what you yes. don't have. That's why you get Mr. Good Massey, kids. you're up. A ball of Dave Massey is what everybody needs. <laughs> it's the best thing so. I've ever been given. This is amazing. <laughs> my, my gift says it's from Santa. They're all from Sorry. Santa, that's the point. It's oh, I didn't write David. Santa on mine. <laughs> ah! On yours? Didn't you get it from Santa? Sa- well, Santa did Supply it. it. Come on, open it up properly. Sorry, hold on a second. He's too excited. It, um, He's trying to save the wrapping paper. So it's just, I am trying to save the wrapping paper because I'm supposed to keep the tags for my mother. <laughs> oh, there's more than one? I didn't realise there was more than one. It was... um. What are they, Dave? They are a... One. Oh, I don't know what this one is. I'm confused. It's a Star Trek Archie cover month IDW um, uh, comic. Starchy, Star Trek, Starchy crossover. Star oh, is that what is that what it is? Yes. And then I've got a Star Trek Next Generation Riker trapped alone <laughs> and doomed with um, cartoon ghosts around him. No, and I appreciate it because it's a graphic novel. They're likely to be cartoon ghosts. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but, Very nice. But the thing that I'm most impressed about is that they're in their plastic sleeves. Yes. I'm very excited Bad and boarded, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, Keith, you're very excited. Okay. Thank uh, you, I'm Secret Santa. Strangely enough, mine also comes from Santa. He's quite easy. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a very... Oh, oh, I can't get into it. <laughs> I'm not very it's good very at this very small. thing. It's very small. Small but, but perfectly formed. And it... Oh, wow. It's a Firefly limited edition challenge coin Ooh. from uh, this year's San Diego Comic Con. Wow. Cool. wow, that's pretty awesome. That's, that's cool. a huge coin. That yeah, is very pretty. It's pretty cool. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. Will that be getting in the private place in your wallet? I don't think I'll be spending it on the bus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think they'll accept those in those change Sa- machines. San- Santa's uh, limited edition gift wrapping skills. Right. Absolutely. My turn. Uh, it isn't a bag called for a living legend, which I think we all, all agree with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's I'm no sure. denying that. Someone's ego just went from sailing. Oh, it is one of the new modern Enid Blyton books. It is five on Brexit Island. That's oh, that's brilliant. I will be reading this later. <laughs> I'm not going to read it out on air, even though I'm really tempted to. But <laughs> if you could record that as an audio book for us all, Ryan. Yes. That'd, that'd be, be wonderful, yeah. Yes. Maybe on is, a there a summar- is there a summary on the back? There is a summary. Is it clean? Timmy was neutral, although he had an understood the variety of sausages available on the European mainland. No, it's that not. That would have been a factor. <laughs> Join Julian, George, Dick, Anne and Timmy the dog as they leave Britain to declare independence for Kieran Island. But how can their friendship survive the horrors of a referendum? Ooh, sounds, sounds dramatic. Yes, I think it's going to be a split. This. Who do you think is going to be? Um... <laughs> I think it's going to go to Timmy. Timmy the, Timmy the dog is going to be the wavering voter. And he will wag his tail to determine yes. which, whether they Brexit. I think probably. Yes, more than definitely. Guy, you're up. Quick, quick, quick. Oh, big one. Oh, I've got a big one. He's... Talking to a man at the window. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you know the man at the window? I know the man at the window. Okay. <laughs> it is like being in an aquarium sometimes. Oh, yeah. wow. Somebody what? knows I'm a drummer. A desktop oh. drum. Oh. Perfect to annoy your colleagues with. I think so, yeah. You know. Excellent. Is that going to work? 
I think it might have to go to the, the <laughs> instead of air drumming. I can actually. Pop uh, I think I think there's uh, an opportunity for a later show for you to come and do a bit of a drum solo for us. I yeah. think so. Fantastic. Right. Thank you, Santa. Yes. Thank right. you, Santa's. Yes. Yeah, thanks, Santa. Thank you, Santa. Thanks, Dave Masson. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a little special podcast slash mixed cloud extra for you all. I've been Santa Geeky Rummy. So behind you, you see a wonderful row of Chewbacca stockings, Poundland's finest stocking choice this year, which have some selection of treats and sweets in there. <gasps> They're pretty impressive. How exciting. But I have some gifts to give out as well to oh, say no. thank oh. you for a brilliant year of Geeky Rummy. I, I didn't get you anything. Go to a secret Santa, <laughs> that's naughty. I can not let it go without a few extras. We've left Phil Ellis's at home as he's sodded off to Berlin again. Around the world. Jet setter, verified Philip Ellis. Mm-hmm. Shocking behaviour. Right, I'm going to go and grab these. Guy, you can fill this bit while I go and sort Aww. the presents out. We're spoiled rotten, aren't we? I'm filling. I'm you filling. are, that's lovely. I was, I was have you not got a story for us this week, Guy? Small tales. Oh. What have you been doing? Oh have you got a happy tale for us? There's a guy. bear waving guy, this from of course a TK Maxx bag. I don't Did you know. Have I don't know. Like, stuff happens to me all the time, no. doesn't it? Who have you argued with this week, Guy? Everyone? Um, nobody, actually. Surprising. Huh? Well done. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, presents are appearing. That's exciting. Wow. Oh, my Ooh. God. Oh, my God. Wow. Do you want to talk to him about your big sack? What's <laughs> in there, guys? It's a big sack, to be fair. Do, I, do I open the big sack? Or do, I, like, do I have to wait for other people to open theirs? We can all open them together. Oh, my God. Okay. An, uh, an opening as well. Dave looks amazed to have been given a present. I've only been in six shows this George, year. George, yeah. yours is kind of joint with Mr. Whitney. So all right. So we'll explain those out on the Okay. Uh, Dave, cover your ears because we haven't seen any presents yet. His. Dave has two wonderful mugs from the JCB Pioneer <laughs> Mars stage from EGX. I knew I was getting JCB mugs. <laughs> That's hilarious. Ooh. Oh, I don't know what Pioneer Mars is all about. What's that? Ryan, have you just given us stuff you've picked up from uh, conventions this year? No, I knew so Dave needed some mugs as he has moved into his new wonderful house in Queen's Heath. Well, I found the bit that's Dave's. Yes. I've got okay, shaving gear, which I'm assuming me? is for yes, Dave. you can open those. Mine, I'll mine. I've got to wait for Dave. No, you can open yours. That's Dave's personal gift. The other one is All right, a so I won't open gift. that one then. So I'll save that, that one for Dave. That's it Dave. is related kind of to Fizz Pop for when he gets back in. Ooh, I think I've just right. got a paper cut. Oh, Jaffa cakes. Ooh, there you are. That one's for me. Yes. I'm meant to be going on a jog next year, Ryan. Oh, you need some energy cakes. with some 24 yeah. Tango Jaffa cakes. Ooh, get more energy, get more angry at people. <laughs> That's cool. What is it? I've got a Wonder Woman hero light. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's amazing. I've got a t-shirt. Battery I and think USB it's a t-shirt. Is it, is it plain black? <laughs> it is a black t-shirt. But I thought, if, if <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not sure if Dave's done Pottermore, but I did guess at his house. And it is a bit Is it a Hufflepuff? <laughs> I couldn't remember the size. I knew I knew we have a Of course you're a Hufflepuff. It is the captain of the jewelry uh, club for Hufflepuff. I'm going to open house. the joint one, Dave. That's cover brilliant. your ears. Thank you. What? what? And I've just opened a rather magnificent-looking R2D2 mug. I thought you might need another mug for this. Thank you so much. Ah, no, this one, this one will be staying at home. This one will be going to the office. I have some green with buttons. <laughs> I know how much you love your jumpers, Guy. Wow. And oh, my God, that's my amazing. Wow. You have the Guy Halford elf Christmas jumper with oh. jingly bells. Thanks, Ryan. I will take a picture of myself in that for you. Yes. And send it oh to you. We might even put it in a bauble. 
Yeah, that would be good. Next year's yes. ball ball. Thank you. Well, that's kind of a joint it's, one it's for you and Jordan. Yeah, I won't reveal what it is, uh, so don't be no. surprised. But it's, Thank it's you. to celebrate your coupling up at a new property together. Oh, yeah. Thank you. No, that's fine. Where? There's a try me button if you want to press it. You can oh. you can hear right um, hear guy walking ah. around with his gift. Uh, <laughs> that's why you've done it. That's brilliant. It's like cat awesome. bells, and that's what it's there oh. for. What's this? Oh my days! This looks amazing. What is it? It's um, a, a, a miniature recreation from Hot Wheels of the Hoth Echo Base Battle with snow speeders and walkers and a wampa and a probe droid this is just oh amazing. my god what a very spoiled yeah, bunch we are oh my god this is pretty awesome what guy's wearing this his wrapping paper now Ryan, you spoil us like a kid in a box <laughs> i just wanted to say a very merry christmas especially for me and viv and oh, thank you for all you. your hard work throughout the year thank thanks. you thank you cheers thanks for having us and uh, looking forward to 2017. Yes, more even geeky more mayhem. geeky mayhem. Yeah. God, what levels, lo what lows will we steep to? <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where what what double entendres are there left for us to plumb? Well, today we did a whole five minutes today about someone who chewed a pen, so God knows what excitement <laughs> there is to come next year. You know, it's quality radio, that is. It is. We, are we spoil radio. you, we do. It's why you tune in more music. radio. You don't <laughs> get this on any other station. <laughs> Except yeah. for our show. Some music variety. Yes. Occasional music variety. Yeah. Local music variety. That's a nice phrase for it. Local music variety. Local music variety. Yes. I'm sure that our, our illustrious uh, radio station manager will still glare at me whenever I say it. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, thanks very much. Thanks for letting us have a radio station. Yes. <laughs> thanks. Have a very Merry Christmas all, and we'll see you in the new year. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Yeah, no, I Oh. oh no! <laughs> a stocking has suddenly has fallen down. A stocking has escaped. Why is only Massey? It's alright. How's it been taken? Thank you all very much, so for joining us on our Kiki Ruby Christmas special. I think we all had a good fun. Yeah, I'm still finding cream in places that cream should not be. Yes. I have no Don't idea why you've just said that. To be air. fair, so uh, we'll play afterwards off air. Don't worry. Yes. Okay. Uh, Merry Christmas to you all. Hope you have a wonderful thing, and we'll see you on New Year's Eve. Bye, yes. everybody. Bye. Merry Christmas to all Merry our Christmas. listeners. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please consider joining our listener supporters. You can do this by clicking the support tab on our website, or go direct to Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio. Brum Radio shows are streamed online at the Brum Radio Mixcloud page and you can find more podcasts at brumradio.com.